The views and opinions expressed by tonight's guest and topic of discussion do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of Spaced Out Radio. Spaced Out Weekend, Spaced Out Radio Limited, its hosts, syndicated carriers, or anyone associated with this broadcast. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this broadcast or podcast without the express written consent of Spaced Out Radio or Spaced Out Radio Limited is strictly prohibited. Listener discretion is advised. the mountains of British Columbia to you listening around the world. This is Spaced Out Radio with host Dave Scott. They let us play with all our toys. They let us think that we're big boys. They let us make the louder noise but we're in the world. They let us think we're Superman. You can follow us on our website, spacedoutradio.com on iTunes and tune in. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio on Facebook at Spaced Out Radio Show, or on our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. Are you playing with Bigfoot and aliens again? Uh, Dad, you gotta stop haunting the goats. It's scaring them. All right, seriously, put down the pointy sticks. Buckle up, space travelers. It's time to go for a ride on Spaced Out Radio. Mr. Bumblefoot, Dave is ready for liftoff. Seriously, Dave? Really? Aren't you a little old for a tinfoil hat? Hi, you. Toby. Bye bye. you. Bye bye. Yeah, 
Good evening and welcome to Spaced Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott, and it's great to have you along for the ride on this Thursday, April 13th, Friday, April 14th. If you are on the East Coast, hope you had a great day and night. We are live right here in Uncle Jimbo's cabin, right here in the Great White North, as we are here seven days a week. Let's welcome in our terrestrial stations and everyone listening in on WQEE 99 Rock the Key in Noonan, Georgia, home of the Walking Dead. We are also live on the United Public Radio Network on 107.7 FM in New Orleans and over 160 countries around the world. Great to have you with us. We are also live on our website at spacedoutradio.com. Click on Listen Live so you can be part of the chat room as well. We are on Spreaker. The Renegade Talk Radio Network live in Las Vegas. The High Plains Talk Radio Network and on Revolution Radio. Remember, the Double R Machine is a donation station financed by you, the valued listener. Head on over to freedomslips.com and donate today. Like our music? Then rock with us to Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal, formerly of Guns N' Roses, currently of Art of Anarchy. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Hey, if you're a social media junkie like I am, Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio. Give our Facebook page a like, Spaced Out Radio Show. You can tune us in on TuneIn, download our shows from iTunes, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. We're also on RadioGuide.fm, TalkStream Live, and on Stitcher. Our website is SpacedOutRadio.com. And if you go over to Patreon.com, for as low as $1 a month, you can become a patron of SOR. If you want to take part in this show, sign into one of our chat rooms on our website by clicking Listen Live on Revolution Radio, on Spreaker, on the UPRN chat room, or maybe you're the lucky valued member of the SOR Space Travelers Club on Facebook. If you are on Twitter, use the hashtag Spaced Out Radio. I will get to your questions and comments in there as well. So let's have some fun tonight. If you head to our website for just 5 bucks a month, you can become an SOR Space Traveler. Also there, we have a brand new news section called The Encounter Online, dealing with everything that's going on in the world around the paranormal, courtesy of our editors, Eric Markham and Everett Themer and their team of writers. You can check out my latest blog there as well. And if you've had an experience you can't explain, fill out an SOR Sightlines report. Our researcher, Mike Schmidt, is ready to find out what's going on. One of the most interesting and scariest parts of finding out your spiritual path is channeling. Do you lose control of yourself? What is it? How does it happen? Questions that are posed that are very plausible in answers and nature, yet very honest. Channeling, you see, is a natural form of communication between humans and the beings themselves. Nature spirits, non-physical entities, or even animals and pets. Sasquatch for some as well. Aliens could be. 
A channeler is very similar to a language translator or interpreter. They allow themselves to sense the nonverbal communication from another being and then translate it into human words. A channeler can choose who or what they want to channel. As long as the other party has an interest in communicating, the link is made and the channeling can begin. For instance, let's say you wanted to channel Archangel Michael. If he agrees to communicate with the channeler, the flow of nonverbal information begins. The channeler receives the raw information at a high sensory level and then converts it to human language. Tonight's guest, Elizabeth April, is a young lady who's experienced spiritual contact her entire life. It's her gift to the world as she helps her clients and has more than 25,000 followers on social media and YouTube. Elizabeth's website is elizabethapril.com. Fellow Canadian, Elizabeth, (laughs) how are you doing? Are you waving your maple leaf today? I'm fantastic, yes. Um, yeah, I, I love Canada, and I'm so happy to be on your show, so thank you so much for having me. Well, we're going to get the beef out of the way right off the bat. We're big hockey fans around here, <laughs> okay? Your Maple Leafs are in the playoffs. My Edmonton Oilers are in the playoffs. And I'm not yeah, a Leafs fan. And, right. and if I, I, I got to admit, if I would have known that you were a Leafs fan... Coming on this program before this happened, I'm not sure we would be sitting here today because the rivalry runs that deep. It runs deep in this blood on the West Coast here. It really does. Well, you'll be happy to know that the Leafs lost tonight. Well, my Oilers lost last night, so we're in the same boat right now. So I, we're yeah. both, let's both hang our heads in shame right now. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You know what? I'm so excited to have you on because one of the topics that that I love is channeling. Because on December 13th, 2011, when my entire world changed in my own personal life, I had no idea what channeling was, never heard of the word, never understood it. And then I saw the angel of death in my mother's eyes at 7.45 p.m. Little did I know, three hours later, I would get a crash course on channeling when the angel of death actually came back and entered my body and channeled right through me. And I remember it very clearly as day now. At the time, I didn't. My wife had to fill me in. And basically, what the angel of death had told me was I was not supposed to see him. But because I did, he felt he owed me an explanation. And he explained that my mother had been very ill because she had battled breast cancer and colon cancer in years previous, and she defeated it, the brave woman that she is. And he did say, though, that he was upset pretty much with our family because we were starting to take my mother for granted. And basically, he told us, or through me, he said that if he if he did not see a change in the attitude of our family, he was going to take my mom home. He didn't say heaven. He didn't say hell. He said he was going to take her home. Hmm. Now, and I remember waking up the next morning, and I had a psychic friend who I contacted. My neck was sore. I felt hungover. My back was sore. I couldn't gather my thoughts properly. And she said, were you channeling last night? Mm. And I said, "Is that uh, what is channeling? And she filled <laughs> me all in. 
So that was my harsh reality into learning about channeling. Now, how about, how about you? How did you get started on this path? Yeah, well, first of all, that's that's pretty uh, pretty incredible story, especially to have something such a profound experience happen to you to really change your perception on life. Um, and I, I feel like recently a lot of people have been having more and more of these channeling or profound experiences um, happen to them because we're all kind of waking up at this time. So it's it's great that, you know, you're here, you're sharing your message, you've got this radio show, and uh, I'm, I'm so blessed to be here um, sharing mine as well. So, yeah, so, like, how did I get started with channeling? Um, I mean, I'm pretty young already, so I'm only 24. Uh, and supposedly, you know, you would think that a 24-year-old wouldn't have too, too much experience. And that's really the whole, you know, suggestion of your show is, are you experienced? Now, when I was younger, I was fairly well aware of who I truly was beyond just who I am here as as Elizabeth April. And so I was actually born with the ability to channel information, but also the ability to um, a clairvoyant ability. So the ability to see things as well. So I would uh, see spirits, angels, spirit guides, um, people who had passed on. I would see them physically in the room. I was also able to see auras, chakras, energy around people as well. And it was so intense, actually, when I was younger that I wasn't able to go to public restaurants, places with a lot of people because it was just too too much for me, too overwhelming. And, um, and so, you know, I was the only one in my family who had this ability, but luckily for me, my parents were quite open, open-minded with, you know, who I was and what I could see. And, uh, and they really kind of aided me throughout this whole process of being different, you could call it. Now, up until the point of, I would say, 10 years old, you know, I was really open with these abilities, but, um, you know, I wasn't being accepted in school. Of course, you know, you're different, you can see things, you know, you're telling your friends that you can see their grandfather when they've already passed away. And, uh, and at that point in time, I just wanted to shut off all of my abilities. I, I just wanted to fit in, you know, I just wanted to be normal. And so at 10 years old, I decided to really get myself into sports. So anything and everything you could possibly imagine, I ended up getting into to really just distract myself from this gift or these abilities that I had um, to really, once again, just fit in. And as we all know, you know, talking about the Leafs and, uh, and hockey, you know, sports is the number one thing that society accepts people for. You're good at sports and you're good at life, you know. So I started to be really, really accepted. But at a certain point, you know, I still wasn't happy. And, I, you know, once again, I'm, I'm relating this to the whole of society here where I, I feel like everyone's at that point right now is that they're looking at their lives, they're questioning things, and they're questioning themselves, and they're asking themselves, who am I, and what really makes me happy? And for me, that point in time came at the age of 16. And at 16, I, I started questioning everything, questioning education, questioning the government, questioning the institutions. But most of all, you know, at 16, I started really questioning myself. And... Um, and at that point in time, I actually sought out my first ever past life regression. 
And, uh, and at that point in time, I went into many, many lifetimes. Now, for those of you who are listening who don't know what a past life regression is, um, it's simply put, taking someone into a trance-like state where they are able to experience who they've been before. Um, and this is exactly what happened. So I went into multiple lifetimes during this regression, and in every single one of these lifetimes, I was in a position to channel, to gain access to information. I was a shaman in a past lifetime, an oracle, a healer, um, you know, a teacher, a prophet. And, and in every single one of these lifetimes, I was spreading truth, knowledge, and awakening through my abilities to go into other realms and dimensions and talk to other beings and gain access to a broader perspective on this planet and really on this humanity. And, uh, and at 16, you know, after coming out of that regression, I started to really understand, you know, what my, uh, my whole, my lesson is, my mission is here on this planet. And that's when I started to really devote myself to awakening others through the knowledge that I had uh, and started to really open myself up again to different energies. And actually, after that past life regression, I started having extremely vivid recall of all of these past lifetimes. So whenever I needed something from a past lifetime, say it would be a moment when I was talking to a friend or even a random moment, you know, in the hallways of my school, just, just walking down the hall, minding my own business, I'd be thrown into the streets of India in the 12th century, you know, and, uh, and I started to really align myself with everyone that I have been in this lifetime. Uh, or sorry, on this planet. And, uh, and I really started to, I guess, understand who I really was. And actually, and this is something that we can explore further, but I'll just touch upon it regarding channeling. Um, when I was 18, I moved out of my house and I went to this place called Vipassana, which is a 10-day meditation, no talking, no looking at each other, just you and meditation for 10 days. And I went to this retreat and I ended up getting abducted um, at this retreat at 18. And after this abduction, something very similar happened to me as it happened to me after my past life regression when I was 16. I actually started to have very, very vivid recall of myself as an alien, as myself, as an extraterrestrial being. And before that, yeah, I believed in aliens. Yeah, I believed in UFOs, but I'd never explored that. You know, I, I've, I've explored the energies on this planet. And then at the point in time when I got abducted, that's when I started to really, once again, have these flashbacks of me as this eight foot tall being, you know, on this ship, having the ability to um, you know, manipulate material and, you know, transgress time and all of these crazy things. And that's when, once again, I had this realization that I'm so much more than who I am here, of course, uh, but I'm also so much more than who I have ever been on this planet because there's so much more out there to explore. And, and once again, that really opened up my channeling abilities and not just to this realm, to this dimension, to this planet, to this humanity, but it opened up my channeling abilities to this universe and what else was out there. And, uh, and pretty much since then, you know, I've been unstoppable with the information that I'm able to access and ch and, uh, and channel, but it, it really does come down to humanity and where everyone else is at and what kind of information they can handle. Um, and I only receive 
bits and parts of the information because that's really only what humanity is able to to take on or to handle or to process at this time. So that's just a little bit about uh, about me, my background, and why I'm only 24 and the fact that I've got, you know, this depth of wisdom to me um, because I know a lot of people are skeptical and like to question these things. And I definitely don't doubt them because I've been in their shoes, but I'm hoping that just by explaining that people will get to know me and, and understand me a little bit further. Well, I have to tell you right now, you've already blown a lot of our audience in the chat rooms away with your articulation you are a very, very intelligent young woman. And the other part to that is, number two, for the record, and you'll recognize this, I guessed your age before the show. You did. You were, you were did. bang on. You were so correct. I'm like, how did you know I was 24? <laughs> it, I, well, old Davey's a little tad intuitive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah, for sure you are. Just, yeah. just, just a tad. I'm sure you've already, you've already read that. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. One of the things I love about channeling is the experience that you get from it because it is always a different trip. For yes. people who don't know what channeling is, let's start to break it down just a little okay. bit. What is your definition of channeling? And then we'll go into a next question after that. Yeah, perfect. So you actually, you hit the nail on the head when you explained it right at the beginning. I mean, I was very impressed with that explanation and definition. Um, really, I mean, once again, it's like the universal translator, right? So I receive information. And it's really interesting when I receive information, because I like to explain it as receiving a zip file, right? So when you receive a huge document, um, online on your computer, you get it in a zip file and it's a lot of information packed into a tiny, tiny little file. And then you have to unzip the file. You have to unpack the file. So it's interesting that, you know, when I channel, it takes me all of, you know, two minutes to receive the information and it takes me two hours to actually translate or explain that information. So I'll receive information. So, okay, pretty much channeling is receiving information and then translating that information um, the best to the best of my ability. The other thing that I want to mention about my particular version of channeling is um, it's more visual. So uh, I'm a visual artist. I actually paint on canvas everything that I see in other dimensions. It's it's quite a trip, actually. Um, but in that way, I receive information through visual representation. And sometimes your spirit guides uh, will give me some very interesting visual representations of what's going on in your life. And then all it takes is for me to ask, okay, you're showing me this image. What exactly are you trying to say or what does that mean? And then I'll actually receive the telepathic communication from that being um, <clears throat> in breaking it down a little bit further and explaining ex exactly what's going on with that visual representation. So I love to channel visually, but other channelers hear things, other channelers feel things in their body. I'm more of a visual channeler. And then, of course, I like to piece all of the pieces together to come up with some sort of viable solution. But that's just my logical, analytical, more ET side. Oh, we like aliens around here. We're going to get into aliens. I, me and my aliens, oh, I like them. I, I, re I really do. We'll get into that later on in yeah. the program. When you first started channeling, do you remember how old you were and what you remember that experience? Or was that something that happened later on when you fully had a grasp that you were a little bit different than everybody else? 
I would say the the channeling, the real, pure, true channeling came when I started accessing control over my abilities. So that didn't start happening until I was like 16. But when I was very, very young, I remember astral traveling. I wouldn't call that channeling, but I remember having many other abilities that I would play around with. And I was maybe two, maybe three years old, you know, floating around my house just in my astral body. Um, So once again, not really channeling or translating information, but I was pretty tuned in um, to other realities and dimensions that are coexisting here on this dimension at a very, very young age. So once again, wouldn't consider that channeling. But when I was older and I really started to question things, I actually started to receive the answers. Uh, There's one other thing that I just want to say here with channeling, which is for anyone listening, um, you are also a channeler, right? So you don't have to be born with abilities. You don't have to label yourself a psychic or a channeler or an intuitive. But like every single human on this planet has the capability, the ability to channel information and to receive information. And actually, believe it or not, each and every one of us are channeling information all the time. Um, We just don't know it. And a lot of the times our ego or our human self, or you could call it our pre-programming, actually covers up our ability to be aware of the information that we're channeling, right? So, So I just wanted to put that on the table as well. Like, I'm not like... I'm not special because I can channel. So I just wanted to say that because as humans, we are a very unique blend of a lot of different energies and species and DNA. And we have this DNA for a reason. But as you probably all know, we haven't unlocked, you know, nearly half of our brain usage, let alone the DNA strands that lay dormant within our bodies. So I just wanted to put that on the table that I'm not different. I'm not special. You can do exactly what I'm doing. And in fact, you actually do it all the time. Your family history, you said your family was very accepting of this. Are your parents or grandparents or siblings gifted as well? Or were you the first one to kind of catch on to your abilities? Yeah. So, I mean, my dad is definitely an old soul. So he did things like, um, like Reiki and energy work when we were younger. Um, but it was nothing that was really spoken about or talked about. Um, I was raised Catholic, so I was kind of fighting with that religious mold as well and understanding what are you trying to confine me to? Like, I don't get this, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so that, so they were very, uh, open and accepting, um, you know, there was always ups and downs, but I was the only one who had these and still I am the only one who has these abilities in my family. Although I would say that, you know, my dad is very intuitive and very in tune, but you know, he's an engineer. So he's also very logical and separated at points. So, um, as far as like straight up abilities, I'm definitely the most in tune in my family. I've been looking back at my own family since my experiences have happened, and I can't find a single relative, either immediate oh. or down the line, that has been affected by this. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I'm always wondering: is am I the first generation of this in my family, or is this something that I have to, you know, or that some other relative is actually keeping very very quiet? because they didn't want to out of religious belief or something along those lines. Personally, I think it was my mother 
but she'll never admit to that because she's kind of all about the religious side of things, right? And yep. and you know, people are afraid about that. Whether they're yeah. agnostic, atheist, or religious beliefs, they're afraid of what can happen because they're afraid to see what else could possibly be out there. Do you find that you run into a lot of rejection or a lot of counterbalance to what you are trying to profess as your message? Um, you know what? At the beginning of like me putting myself out there publicly, which was really only two years ago, um, I got a lot of uh, backlash for what I believed in. And you know, I, I truly and probably one of my strongest beliefs is that we create our own reality, right? So everything that happens to us, we have attracted in some form, we have created ourselves to learn some sort of lesson, whatever, whatever. And, you know, right at the beginning, when I was putting myself out there, I would get a lot of backlash from um, extremely religious people I found in particular. And I would actually be called the devil a lot. Um, which I find kind of funny now, but, um, but because, you know, I was, you know, called this devil or this, you know, woman who was trying to take people from their religions and, you know, manipulate people and all that kind of stuff, which was really, very interesting. And, uh, and then the one time I, you know, I'm also a public speaker and I was right about to go on stage and I got cornered by this man, this middle-aged man who um, started saying that I had no place in that institution because it was a Christian institution and I wasn't Christian and I was, you know, refuting their beliefs. And, you know, unfortunately, he made me cry. And like, you know, uh, it, it did affect me at the time. But I really started to be aware of why I was attracting all of these people. And I started to really realize that there was some sort of doubt within me uh, for these abilities or for this message that I was spreading. So I was actually attracting a lot of doubt around me. Now, what I find is, you know, a year, two years later, I find that I don't get nearly half the amount of people who question me or doubt me or I don't even want to say try and refute me because it's not really about being right or wrong. It's just resonation. Um, but I get a lot less of these religious extremists who uh, feel like I am taking people away from their belief system, um, which in a way, I guess sometimes I, I could be. But I am finding a lot less of this resistance because I no longer need to prove myself and I'm only attracting the people who are ready to hear what I have to say, even though I'm reaching a lot more people nowadays. So it's really interesting, but at an energetic vibrational frequency, um, so far it's been really good. How did you learn all of this? Did it just come to you or was it something that you had to study? Yeah, great question. So, um, so yeah, so I've never... Uh, had a mentor in my life or a teacher, you could say. And the other thing too, is that I don't do any sort of external research, which means that I've never really read a spiritual book. I've never read a self-help book. I'm not uh, big into exploring other individuals who are also doing this. And actually at a very, very young age, I want to say around the age of 12, I was told by my guides, my spirit guides, not to put any emphasis on external research. And I asked them why. And they told me that if I were to, say, do a bunch of reading or finding all this information about everything that I believe in or that I understand to be true, then I would be um, 
like muddling up my understanding of universal truth with other people's perception, right? So what they're saying is, if you want to spread this information as pure as possible, then you need to gain access to it straight from the source, and you can't actually gain access to it from anyone else. Now, that being said, I do get a lot of validation from other people who also do a lot of reading and research on this kind of stuff, and they'll, you know, they'll comment or they'll message me or they call me up and they say, oh, Elizabeth April, you sound like Nietzsche. Have you read him? No, I haven't. Oh, you sound like, you know, Plato. Like, I can totally see that. No, you know, I haven't read him, you know, like, I don't know who these people are. Or, you know, I obviously I know who they are, but I haven't taken on that information. But it's great to know that this information is out there in a multitude of different levels for different people, right? So like people who resonate with say Nietzsche might might not resonate with someone like me, and that's totally okay. We're all spreading the same message, but in different ways. Um, So yeah, so no, I haven't had a teacher, I haven't had a mentor. Everything that I know to be true, the messages that I spread, um, I receive straight channel downloads right from the source. But also, like I said, like I am fully consciously aware of everyone that I've been in the past and everyone, maybe not everyone yet, um, that I will be in the future. Time just does not exist linear for me, which means that I'm always coexisting as everyone, which means that I have access to unlimited lessons, human and otherwise. Um, and that's why I'm just this wealth of knowledge ready to burst at any moment. <laughs> You know what? I have to tell you, when you started mentioning how your spirit guides wanted you to stop or not take part in any reading or anything, you absolutely sent me into goosebumps, and I'll tell you why. I I have, um, I'm still learning myself. Now, I'm 20 years older than you, or 19, but I'm still an amateur student at all of this. And a couple weeks before I had my close encounter of a third kind, which followed up five days later with my first extraterrestrial sighting, I was taken into a bright white room. Okay. Where I was told by them, I don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. but by then I I was told that they no longer wanted me reading books. They no longer wanted me researching. They didn't want me watching any television shows, taking part in any online forums. They didn't want me to go on any paranormal investigations. Nothing. They wanted me to stop everything of my research. But here's where mine got a little bit weird. They said, but we will allow you to watch YouTube videos. And I remember kind of laughing and snarking at them at that point because I said, you're taking everything away, but you're letting me watch YouTube videos? I don't understand. Yeah. They then said, whoever they are, they said, the answer is simple. You will be able to tell what is real and what is fake. Oh, yes. And that's when I got drawn right back in. I woke up the next morning. And you have to understand, as far as I know, the skeptic in me believes that was a dream. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reality of who Dave is knows that Dave is a guy who doesn't remember his dreams. Ah, yep. 
So I've been having mm. this absolute tug of war within mm-hmm. myself since March of 2014. And now to hear you almost verbatim say the exact yep. same thing. I have a buddy of mine right beside me who's joining our Space Out Radio team, Thomas. And my microphone was on mute. And I actually told him, I said, holy cow, I've done this. You know, <laughs> I've gone through this. This is weird, man. This was totally yeah. weird. You're only the only other person that I have talked to who has had that exact same thing happen. That is just so odd. Cool. Yeah, odd. that's amazing. Synchronistic, shall we say. Validation, validation, validation. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you were channeling, what do you like to channel? What What are some of the beings or spirits that you like to focus on? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very interdimensional. Um, I love to focus on other beings, other species. But the best thing about me focusing on these other species is that I only focus on the ones who are here to help humanity. And in that way, you know, I'm here on this planet manifested as a human. My mission, my goal is to awaken humanity. So of course, you know, when I channel, I'm doing work, right? And the work that I'm doing is the work for humanity. So a lot of the times, say once a month, you know, I'll, uh, I'll go astral travel over to a mothership. Now, this mothership is the tall gray Zeta mothership. So tall gray Zetas, they look extremely um, similar to the stereotypical kind of alien that you would see. So like, you know, the, the gray face with the big black eyes, um, you know, very typical, but they're about seven to eight feet tall or the ones that I associate myself with anyway. And so they have this huge mothership. It hovers right outside of Earth's atmosphere. And I go visit it about once a month and I check in and I actually speak to the ambassador telepathically and I ask the ambassador how the awakening on this planet is going. And so once a month, I'll get kind of like a a download, a report of exactly what's happening on this planet at this time. It could be wars, it could be famine, it could be, you know, Mother Gaia, Mother Earth, how she's, she's doing. Um, and it could also be the consciousness level. So where are we at vibrationally, frequency, um, you know, and what can I do to kind of aid or give or help, you know, this progression of the awakening. And every once in a while, I'll meet up with, um, some other light workers, and we'll go, I don't know, I guess, uh, like, I call it like fighting battles, because there's a lot of like dark energy on this planet at this time. I mean, there's a shadow government, cabal, all of that great stuff. Um, And we are also like the defenders of the light, you could call it. But once again, the light and the dark only actually exist on this dimension um, here. And beyond this dimension, it doesn't really exist. But um, So what I really like to channel is just other beings, interdimensionals, seeing what's going on, especially with the greater kind of picture uh, on this planet. And then there's something else that uh, we can definitely get into if your listeners are interested or you're interested, um, and it's the Mandela effect. So very recently in the past, I mean, even eight months or so, um, I've been getting very heavily involved with this understanding of what the hell is going on with this Mandela effect. Um, And that's also pertaining to the greater good of this humanity, this population on this planet, and uh, and what's happening with the shifting vibrations or the shifting realities. And because that's happening on a moment-to-moment daily basis, um, it's really important to 
stay in check with the Mandela effect and really understanding, um, you know, where's everyone at and, uh, and what's going on. And I talk to my interdimensional beings about all of that as well. Oh yeah. And then I don't know why. So they're just kind of with me now and they're telling me to tell you or your listeners that they also teach me about quantum physics and quantum mechanics. So I'm actually very well versed in like, I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but like, um, like energy particles or like the microcosm of the macrocosm of this universe. And like, they even explain like how Tesla energy works. Um, they explain to me, um, how I can manipulate material with my mind, even though I haven't gotten there quite yet, but they've explained the kind of technique, um, or the mechanics of doing so. So they just wanted me to explain that as well. So I love channeling quantum physics and quantum mechanics. Anyone who refutes, I don't even want to say once again refutes, but doesn't resonate with the information that I have, um, I definitely suggest doing some research into you know, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, astrophysics, because all the information is there. And yes, quote unquote, these are just theories right now, but we don't have the scientific instruments to actually prove the things that I experience pertaining to parallel realities and interdimensions. So that's kind of the the area that I like to focus on. But like I said, I can literally uh, see anything and everything at any time. Um, so yeah, it's pretty vast. I want to get to some questions from our audience as they are starting to build up here. And I want to make sure that I get caught up because I like having a lot of audience participation during this show. So we'll start off with Catherine, who is asking, she says, I have channeled one time before. How do you cultivate it? Okay, fantastic. Um, So just understand that Many people channel in many different ways. Um, there's a couple of ways to bring it out. So something creative, especially for you, Catherine, uh, something creative is really coming up here. So I would recommend that, I mean, even like um, singing, music, painting, drumming, dancing, these are actually all forms of channeling. So it doesn't necessarily, oh, they're also bringing up for you, Catherine, and maybe for some of the other listeners who resonate with this, um, automatic writing. Okay. So, um, you know, it's really all automatic writing is, is letting go of your mind and just starting to write on anything on whatever. And, you know, things just kind of start pouring out. So once again, okay, hold on the guides. And I just want to say the guides, um, they have a new definition of channeling and I'm going to try and kind of get this out here. Um, it is accessing energy void of time and space okay so once again no time no space exists and things are just flowing through you so if you could imagine painting on a a canvas right all of a sudden four hours goes by but you have no idea what happened to the time well lo and behold you were channeling so um for you, Catherine, they're mentioning creative things. Get into something creative, even if you've never tried it before, and you're going to start to channel. And the more and more you are lucid about the space and the time that you are within during the process of something creative, then the more and more you need to understand that you that's actually channeling, right? So the more you really open up your mind and know that, wow, that was a channel, even though it looked kind of different than, say, my kind of channeling, 
Um, the more that you understand that that's possible and that you're doing that in every moment, the more you will access it. All it is like knowledge will literally set you free. Having the knowledge that you are channeling all the time is just going to open you up to the awareness of when and how you are channeling. So be very open minded as far as, you know, how you experience channeling. Um, and also the other thing that I would recommend for those of you who want to channel more Actually, the number one thing that I would recommend for those of you who want to channel more is quieting your mind. Literally, all you need to do is let go of your ego, let go of your thoughts, let go of your attachments and your judgments. And all of a sudden, you will be very surprised at the information that will start coming through you the second that you quiet your mind. I also have a video, a YouTube video out there, and it's called something like um, Eight Steps in Being Psychic or How You Can Be Psychic. It literally will take you step by step through how you can channel information and receive um, information from other dimensions, other beings, or even just information for yourself and what's going on in your own life. So hopefully that helps. And thank you so much for the question, Catherine. All right, let's get to Dawn's question. And she is asking... Elizabeth, how can you remember things you experienced at such a young age? I can barely remember where I put my car keys. <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I could go into all of these concepts for so long, but I want to just briefly say that memory, physical memory, is actually a thing of the past. So what I'm experiencing, instead of memory, instead of uh, really attaching myself to like past moments, I ask what I need in the present moment and they, and I will channel past moments. So I call it etheric memory. So it's memory in our soul's DNA rather than memory in our minds. I have to let each and every one of you know that physical memory, third dimensional memory in our brains is a thing of the past. So I wouldn't be surprised if all of you have been um, having less and less memory. And trust me, you don't have early onset Alzheimer's. You're not getting sick. This is a sign, a symptom of the awakening. You are shifting your energy. If you can't remember something, you are not meant to have that thing or remember that thing in that moment. The second you will let that go, it will actually come back to you. That's how channeling works. We're getting away from physical memory and we're starting to just channel everything every and all moments of our experience. So once again, try and let go of things that you want to hang on to. And if you really want to hang on to them, write them down. Other than that, allow a more free flow of thoughts to occur in your, in your brain. So thank you for asking. Now, when we put up the profile of tonight's show, you have a picture on there where you have some lettering tattooed on you mario wants to know is that greek letters tattooed okay. and what does it mean yeah great question um so you're bang on marco it is greek lettering um so all of my tattoos have come channeled to me as is everything in my life and the tattoos are actually my equations for this existence, okay? So once again, Greek mathematical lettering. I was an oracle in ancient Greece, and that's kind of the connection there. So the first arm is knowledge squared, and the squared is all knowledge, knowledge of the physical world plus all knowledge of the non-physical world. So once again, knowledge squared plus, so you add perception 
to equal reality. So once again, knowledge squared plus perception equals reality. Now on the other arm, I have the binary of reality. So the opposite of reality, once again, came channeled through me. Very, very similar here. Knowledge squared, but this time you minus the perception, you take away the perception, and it equals truth. So what I'm trying to say here is that all knowledge in its purest form Taking away the perception, taking away the ego, taking away the human equals truth. Knowledge equals truth. Knowledge plus perception equals our reality. And what I tend to find is that the biggest misconception in this society is that people believe that their reality is the truth. And that's simply just not the case. So thank you so much for asking about those tattoos. They're definitely um, some of my favorite that I've uh, so far put on me. Craig would like to know, what should people look for in a regression therapist? Okay, beautiful. Um, you know, to be honest, it's, it's definitely a wide reach, right? So it's like what it's the same question. Like, what do you look for in a counselor? Right. Um, really what you want to look for is how you feel around that person. There is not one thing or one characteristic or one trait that I can tell you that's going to be just for you. It has to be an energetic resonation. You have to feel comfortable. You have to feel open. You have to feel like you, um, yeah, like you really can resonate and uh, connect with that person. If not, you're just not going to have as good of a past life or a regression, um, you know, therapy session. So definitely the resonation, the energetic um, connection needs to be there or else you're just not going to get as much out of it. We'll continue on here with the questions here on Spaced Out Radio. Let's go over to Twitter. Canadian Joe, he happens to be a Maple Leafs fan, too. So you two should get along just fine. He he says, Elizabeth, do you ever worry about being deceived by malevolent entities? Mm, Yeah, okay. Great question, um, fellow Canadian. So this is something that I've honestly dealt with my entire life. Once again, I know that I'm quite young still, but um, okay. So once again, we could talk about this all night. Um, But really, essentially, once again, the light and the dark, the good and the bad, quote unquote, right? It it does exist within this third dimension density, which means that uh, when you have light, you have darkness. Now, my favorite quote, and I have no idea where this came from, maybe it was channeled, is that the brighter the light you shine, the darker a shadow it casts. So, of course, my vibration being very uh, in line, very attuned, um, I have attracted darkness uh, quite often in my life. And what I like to call it is being attacked. So I have been, you know, psychically attacked by malevolent and darker beings before. Um, I'm getting extremely good at telling which beings are of the purest intent and which beings are um, darker. And it's very easy to tell, actually. I mean, at first it was difficult for me when I was younger, but now that I've had a lot of experience, I've even had beings that uh, show up in my visions as, say, a human. And I'm looking at this human and I'm shaking my head and I'm saying, you're not a human. Who are you really? 
and the human will transform or change into something else and another being. And I'll say, no, 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 you're not, you're not that blue alien. Who are you really? And it'll change and shapeshift and shapeshift. And eventually, you know, you get to the bottom layer, which is just darkness. And, and, you know, I've got different ways of, of handling these, these beings, but I am extraordinarily aware of dark and light energy and use multiple layers of protection and energetic awareness um, to defend myself. But I have communicated with darker beings before. I've actually even um, transferred dark beings into light energy altogether. And something that other spiritual, I guess, people call me is a shadow walker. So someone who is able to kind of walk in line with darkness and uh, and be able to actually defend myself against it and then also walk the line of the light and cross over uh, every once in a while. And I love that because it gives me both sides of the perspective. I'm not just all about the light. I completely understand the dark and I also understand that all of us as humans need to experience the dark, no matter it be stubbing your toe or getting into a car accident, we need to experience that in order to um, fully accept and transcend into the light. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm fully aware. I've dealt with many dark beings before. I don't really get uh, pushed around anymore, let's just say. Let's get to another question. we got about two and a half minutes before we got to go out to break here. This one comes from Canadian Joe once again. And he says, which species of extraterrestrials, Elizabeth, would you classify as good and which ones as not so good? Okay, awesome. Uh, Great question once again, Canadian Joe. And, uh, I mean, there's infinite number of species. Like, we could go on all night about, you know, who are are good and who are bad. The other thing that I want to mention before I state a couple of species who I would mention as good or bad um, is that, you know, it's very, very difficult to say one entire species is all bad or one entire species is all good. You will always, always, always have, um, you know, bad, bad, bad individuals in an entire species. I mean, look at the human population, right? We're not all good and we're not all bad. So just keep in mind, take it with a grain of salt, who is bad and who is good. Um, So a couple of the I guess, more negative ones. Uh, One in particular that's more negative is the uh, reptilians or the draconians. There's many, many different, um, I guess, subsets or uh, other species that kind of go off of the reptilians. Um, So I've definitely encountered them more than on one occasion. And they're not so good. They love to suck our energy and control us, essentially. And that's what the whole shadow government is about. There's also um, another species called the Nephilim, which is a very, very ancient species. They're also, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not so great either, um, but they're very ancient. They haven't been around for a while. Now, some of the more positive ones, uh, so there's angelic beings. So, you know, take religion out of it. Angels actually do exist. Um, they are called just angelic beings, and they reside on the 7th and 11th dimensions. And uh, they're really super awesome. They're positive. They're here to elevate us. Um, there's also the Palladians, who look very, very human, but they've got this beautiful, golden, glowing skin. And they are absolutely here to help us. And I've met many, many Palladian hybrids who are just beautiful and compassionate and full of love. Um, which is also really amazing. Um, okay. Tall whites. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go uh, ahead. You know what? Let's continue the alien talk right after the break because we could break down a bunch of different species. 
Yeah. And yeah. I just don't want you to get cut off. I mean, that always sucks. It really Yeah. <laughs> All right. You hold on for a couple of minutes. We are talking with Elizabeth April tonight. She is a psychic medium, communicator of all sorts of spirits, including animals, extraterrestrials, past life regression. Her website, if you want to check it out, elizabethapril.com. I highly suggest you do. This is a talented young lady. If you're not pleasantly surprised or appreciative of how she sounds after one hour on this program, you definitely are going to have to replay that. I think we're all blown away by this mature, subtle young lady breaking down, channeling for us tonight on the Mighty SOR. You're listening to Space Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott. We'll see you on the other side of the break. From coast to coast to coast, Black Light Uncharted is taking on the paranormal across Canada. From ghostly hauntings to the UFOs flying above in conjunction with MUFON Canada, they're closely investigating what's going on in the northern skies and checking out the apparitions that walk among us. Check out our videos right here at spacedoutradio.com. We want to know your thoughts, we want to hear your experiences, and we want you to share your stories. The answers are out there, and we intend to find them. Would you like to become one of our space travelers? All you have to do is click on the space travelers icon at spacedoutradio.com. For only $5 a month, you can get access to some great prizes, as well as private monthly shows, newsletters, and a members-only section on our website. Become a space traveler today. The third Monday of every month, Spaced Out Radio is going to bring you a different look at everything paranormal. Welcome to The Reporters. Jim Mallard, Vanessa Hogel, Denise Garcia, and Christina George join me, Dave Scott, for a look at the weird and strange from the other side of the microphone. We'll break down ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and the people investigating them. The paranormal media has never been heard like this. Come listen to The Reporters. It's paranormal news at its finest. Welcome to The Encounter. At spaceoutradio.com, The Encounter Online is SOR's trusted news source for everything weird and strange going on around the world. This is news editor Eric Markham. Our team of journalists are scouring the planet for those strange stories that rarely make the mainstream. No fear-mongering or fake news here. Head over to spaceoutradio.com and encounter The Encounter. Hey, this is Canadian Paranormal Investigator Mike Moore. The third Wednesday of every month, I'll be teaming up with Dave Scott to bring you Ghosts of the Great White North. Each month, we will bring on guests from across Canada to discuss their ghostly encounters. Canada is a paranormal hotbed with stories you've never heard, so we're going to bring them to you. So get comfy in your Chesterfield, grab a donut, and join us, eh? Have you had an experience you can't explain? Had a run-in with ghosts, maybe Bigfoot, or seen lights in the sky? Hi, I'm Mike Schmidt from the SOR Sight Lines. I'm here to investigate your sighting. Head to spacedoutradio.com and fill out a report on the sight lines. All your information is 100% confidential, and I will help you figure out what you've been seeing. File your report, and let's find out the answers together. 
Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit, and expect a miracle. Are you interested in advertising on Spaced Out Radio? Head to our website at spacedoutradio.com and click on our advertising tab. There, you will find an assortment of ways you can get your product out there with us, from radio commercials to banners and social media. Have a product you like our hosts to endorse? We can do that too. Visit spacedoutradio.com for more details. Have you got your Cosmic Passport? If you need one, tune in to Cosmic Passport on Spaced Out Weekend. This is Elizabeth Anglin, ET experiencer, spirit medium, and host of Cosmic Passport. Each weekend, I'll be bringing you interviews and support from other paranormal experiencers and the best in intuitive spiritual guidance from across the globe. It's all happening starting at 9 p.m. Pacific Time, midnight Eastern, on spacedoutradio.com. From British Columbia to Northern California, Pacific North Weird has Cascadia covered. Check out our feature videos at spacedoutradio.com, where I, Vincent Zunza, and my super sleuth partner, Alexandra Sullivan, track down the weird and strange stories from around the Pacific Northwest from Bigfoot to Mel's Hole and everything in between. This is what makes life exciting. So why report the normal when we can report the Pacific North Weird? Right here at spacedoutradio.com. Oh, there's only one way to rock. Loud and proud. In high definition, Radio 702 Rocks, Las Vegas. Every Saturday and Sunday night, as Dave Scott wanders aimlessly in the wilderness, you can come hang out with me, James Tyson, and Spaced Out Weekend. Starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, I'll take you along as we talk with some of the best experts in their fields. SpacedOutRadio.com is the place to find us, so sit down, relax, put your feet up, enjoy the topics like the paranormal, supernatural, intuitiveness, and so much more. Hope to see you there. Don't have time to listen to Spaced Out Radio Live? Wherever you are, the car, the office, the shower, or even if you're traveling, we're right here for you. Each Spaced Out Radio show can be found on iTunes, TuneIn, and on our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. It's the perfect way for you to catch up on our shows. For more information, just head over to our website, spacedoutradio.com, and tune in to us today. Views and opinions expressed by tonight's guest and topic of discussion do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of Spaced Out Radio. Spaced Out Weekend, Spaced Out Radio Limited, its hosts, syndicated carriers, or anyone associated with this broadcast. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. And hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag SpacedOutRadio. Now, back to Dave Scott and S.O.R. 
Welcome back to the second hour of Space Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott. Good to have you with us. Tomorrow night, we round out the week. Joe Montaldo will be with us. We're going to talk everything extraterrestrial and UFO tomorrow night, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern time at spacedoutradio.com. We want to welcome in our terrestrial radio stations, WQEE 99, Rock the Key down in Noonan, Georgia. Thank you so much for tuning us in, the home of the Walking Dead. We're also live on Joe Montaldo's United Public Radio Network, live on 107.6. FM in New Orleans and over 160 countries around the world. Great to have you along for the ride. We're live in Las Vegas on Renegade Talk Radio. And if you're listening in on Revolution Radio, remember the Double R Machine is a donation station financed by you, the valued listener. Head on over to freedomslips.com and donate today. Bill Cardwell, Maple Leaf fan, big loss tonight. Either way, Bill set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Entomophagus. Entomophagus is your password. Nobody really knows what it means, not even the Webster's Dictionary, but entomophagus is your password for tonight if you're a member of the SOR Space Travelers Club. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio. Use the hashtag Spaced Out Radio if you want to connect with us live during the show as well. We're also on TuneIn, iTunes. RadioGuide.fm, TalkStream Live, and Stitcher. Our website, once again, is SpacedOutRadio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including joining the SOR Space Travelers Club for 5 bucks a month. You can also check out the Encounter Online, our brand new paranormal news section. And if you head on over to Patreon.com, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of Spaced Out Radios. Tonight we are talking everything spiritual and channeling with a very talented young lady who, you know, I rarely am speechless or affected by a guest the way I am right now with Elizabeth April. Her website, ElizabethApril.com. What a talented young lady. She is going to be with us for the duration of the show. Elizabeth, welcome back. Thank you. Once again, thanks for having me. It's it's our pleasure. Trust me when I say that. It is our pleasure. <laughs> I have a couple of questions that I want to ask before we get back to our audience questions here. A lot of times when we channel, we always want to make sure that we are protected, grounded, whatever you want to call it. How do you take care of yourself spiritually so that way you aren't either A, attacked, or B, have an attachment of some sort? Yeah, great question. Um, so I protect myself in a number of ways. I found that like a pure white light egg shape kind of bubble, uh, works best. Or if I'm feeling like I need extra protection, I'll put myself or I'll visualize myself into a pure white light pyramid, um, protection as well. And that seems to really help and just ward off anything else that is, you know, approaching or attacking or attaching. And the other thing too, is I have this I guess, for lack of a better word, invisibility cloak um, that I can also put over my vibration so that if I am out in public and my vibration is pretty intense and it tends to attract a lot of um, negativity sometimes, um, they actually can't see me. So I just put the invisibility over top and I'm pretty much invisible to 
uh, to darker entities. But it's funny because sometimes when I do this, I also end up invisible on the road as well. And people just literally just don't see me. So I get cut off a lot, <laughs> which is really funny. So, um, yeah. And then of course I sage myself often and I wear crystals and that helps to ground and protect and heal and, you know, ward off negativity as well. So I've got, you know, multiple different things that kind of help me in protection. Have you ever been spiritually attacked? Oh, yes. I have definitely been spiritually attacked multiple times. Mostly, so it's come in multiple different forms. Sometimes it's dream forms. Um, I call it a dreamscape. So it's like a created dream, um, a creative dream, a created dreamscape that is outlaid for us to elicit fear, insecurity, and doubt within ourselves, right? And it just really lowers our vibration. So I've been attacked that way, but I've also actually um, experienced people in my life that I've been close to actually um, having a darker or lower vibrational entity come through them. And then I get physically attacked by these people um, because they're just a lower vibration and they weren't protecting themselves. So, you know, this entity came through and just really made my life um, a living hell for a little bit. And that's happened about three times. So, yeah, so I have been psychically, spiritually attacked many times. After the last one, it's going to be very, very difficult for that to, to happen again, just because I'm so, it's not that I have my walls up, but I'm, I'm very aware, like I'm hypersensitive now of pretty much anything that is out of the normal or ordinary, um, as far as like vibrational frequency. Um, I just kind of, my ears perk up and I know exactly what's happening. So, um, yeah, so I'm not as vulnerable, let's just say, as I have been before. I'm just a little bit more aware based on the experiences of previous attacks. Would you then consider yourself a spiritual warrior? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been called a light warrior uh, many times before. And specifically with light warriors, we have something called light weapons, um, which is pretty cool. Like in the etheric astral plane, it looks like they are actual weapons but made of pure white light energy. And when I said, like, you know, as I said before, I, I go into these kind of battle zones or I go into these, like, you know, kind of wars and I'm literally defending myself or defending the planet against these dark entities and I take out my light weapons. Um, one of my light weapons is actually, like, it's more of an action than a, a weapon and it's really cool. I'll, I'll explain it. Um, so if I, so say I'm in the astral plane and I feel like I'm being surrounded or I can see that I'm being surrounded by dark or lower vibrational beings, I'll actually spin myself into a tornado and it lit literally looks like this giant, like white light tornado and I, I'll suck all of the darkness in. And because the white light is so strong, um, their vibration just simply cannot exist within their, this tornado. And I'll just pretty much suck all the dark entities up. And that's when I feel like there's a lot of them and I just need to be very powerful. I like turn on this tornado mechanism and it's kind of like my defense against uh, a big attack anyway. And it's worked every single time. It's pretty powerful. So, but I also have like, um, like gavels and like other weird kind of light weapons that I also like to work with. Do you find that with your own spirituality that it's brought you closer to source or God or whatever you want to call it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny because you're like, it's like, it's the same thing, right? Like, um, 
you know, being closer to source is experiencing source through channeling through spirituality. So it's one and the same thing. It's like, you know, it's like asking the question, have you ever been eating an apple and wanting to eat an apple? Does that make you closer to the apple when you're eating it? Yeah, of course. I mean, you're eating the apple, right? You're, you're totally immersed in source energy. We are all source or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Um, so by experiencing ourselves on this plane and on other planes, we're experiencing source energy. It's one and the same thing. So absolutely channeling and spirituality has brought me closer to, to energy and source and universal truth. Growing up Catholic, did you fight with that new belief system that you learned? Oh, absolutely. I mean, actually, it's really funny. When I was younger, probably like two to six years old, um, I would talk to beings and entities all the time. And I would explain to my dad, um, I would say, oh, well, you know, I'm talking to someone. He's like, who are you talking to? And when I was two or three years old, you know, all I knew was God. Oh, I'm, I'm talking to someone and it's God. I'm talking to God. And my dad would ask me questions like, oh, who is it? You know, what are they saying kind of thing? And I would always say, but, but it's weird because God is a female, right? So I would always say, oh, I'm talking to God, but God's a female. Like <clears throat> the book got it wrong, right? And, and what kind of kid would ever refute the gender of, of quote unquote God? Um, and then I'd also say a lot of the times that when I saw like spirits, um, I'd call them angels, not knowing that there's a difference between like actual angelic beings and spirits of this earthly plane. Um, so yeah, so I forget what the question was, but I think I answered it. <laughs> you sure did. Let's get to some questions from our audience here. Corey is asking, what do you suggest, Elizabeth, for someone who has tried past life regressions but never physically sees anything while trying? Okay, okay, very interesting. I would say that there's a couple of um, okay, there's a couple of things here that I would recommend. The first thing is really asking yourself what occupies your mind the most, okay? Because once again, the only reason why you aren't having these experiences, the only reason why you're not, you know, able to see these things is because you're being blocked in some sort of way. And usually what I find is that what occupies our mind the most is our biggest block or our biggest distraction. So we really, really, really need to pinpoint what that distraction is. It could be buying clothes. It could be, um, you know, it could be, I don't know, driving fast cars, you know, whatever that big distraction is, could be watching TV, right? Too much TV shows. So really ask yourself, what is your biggest distraction? And by bringing awareness to it, you can actually stop your mind from going to that place so that you're more open to different kind of experiences. And actually, just as I said that, the other thing that I would recommend, especially since, Corey, I feel like you're a very logical, analytical kind of person. Um, so visuals might be a little bit more difficult for you because it's, um, it's opening yourself to a realm that your ego might not yet admit that it exists yet because you haven't physically experienced it. Actually, that's exactly what's happening because your guides just validated that. So that's kind of who you are. So I would even say 
don't put pressure or expectation on the visual representation of information. Maybe you're more clairaudient. Maybe you need to start opening up your um, hearing abilities by attuning yourself to higher frequencies. So I would even recommend going onto YouTube, taking a look at like... um, vibrational singing bowls and even just meditating or listening to these vibrations for a period of time is going to help you open up different abilities. So please open your mind and understand that channeling or experiencing the beyond can actually come in many different forms, many different ways rather than just visualization. So I definitely would say let go of analyzing it and feel more rather than thinking about it. So hopefully that kind of helps you, Corey. I feel like a bad host right now because right before the break, Canadian Joe had asked about the difference between good and bad extraterrestrials. And you started talking about, I believe, the Nordics when we left off. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there, I mean, we can talk about this all night, right? So um, there are absolutely good and bad. Like I said, you know, reptilians. Um, oh, I was also, yes, talking about uh, tall whites, actually. Uh, tall they're whites, just, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're super tall, super lanky, kind of creepy-looking beings, to be honest. And they are not really here to harm us, but they're not really here to help us. Now, I've noticed that there's a lot of beings who are on and around this planet, who are just kind of like Switzerland, you know, they're not really here for good, they're not really here for bad, they're just kind of here. And with the tall whites in particular, they are specifically here for technology transfer, which means that they have uh, contracts with, especially the United States government, um, to transfer technology, to gain access to how we live our lives biologically because they're a dying species so i just wanted to like also state that there there are other species who aren't necessarily good aren't necessarily bad in relation to this humanity but they are just here for their own means which a lot of people look at as negative but i mean us humans do the exact same thing in trying to save our own species so that's pretty much what i wanted to say about that let's get to deb's question at hashtag spaced out radio on twitter She says, I find it hard to tell others. How do you communicate with others if you see something that involves them? Okay, interesting. So, um, first of all, I don't really open myself all the time, especially since when I was younger, I was open all the time, and it really had some detrimental effects on me. So I pretty much close my abilities off when I'm, say, in public or really just when I'm hanging out and and don't want to be bothered by all of that stuff. So, um, so, sorry, what was the question again? Well, just in regards to if you see something in a person, like maybe they're going to get in a car accident or or maybe there's a surprise baby coming on the way. How do you explain that? Yeah, how do you let them know? Yeah, so I mean, especially when it's information that they need to know. So say I am closed off, but information comes through and it's like, you need to tell this person this. I'm pretty open with just being straight up and confrontational. Um, But that's because I'm very, I don't want to say like confident, but I am very assured in the abilities that I have. But I understand your perspective, Deb, in saying, well, you know, not everyone really kind of looks at me in this way. And it's very difficult to say something that I feel. And I have to let you know, I mean, 
this is your time to give, to experience. You are not receiving that information by chance. You're receiving that information because it's meant to be shared. Otherwise, that information wouldn't come through you. So I would say just go for it. Don't hold back and just give the information um, in, in a way that you feel is suited to that person and that situation. Just don't hold it back because you're receiving it for a reason. Back to Canadian Joe, the Leaf fan. He's saying, Elizabeth, have you ever channeled any religious figures? If so, who? Okay, very interesting. Okay. <clears throat> so I have channeled, actually, believe it or not, Jesus. And I've actually met other channelers who have also channeled his energy. I consider him to be an ascended master, which is just another level of um, spiritual being awakened within this universe. And... Um, so I've channeled his energy. He gave me a gift, actually. It was this beautiful, um, beautiful, glowing, kind of like ball, like almost like golden ball of energy. <clears throat> I still don't really know what it was, that gift. It was about three years ago when I channeled his energy. I wasn't consciously bringing him in, but I was being celebrated for a ceremony, and they called it an ascension ceremony. And there was a lot of other ascended masters. Um, Buddha was also there at the time, or at least one of the Buddhas uh, was there along with Jesus. And they were all kind of congratulating me on this new step in ascension. Um, and so I just felt his energy. It was full of love, positivity. Now, just because, you know, yeah, like just because I've seen him and channeled him doesn't necessarily mean that I'm religious or believe in that because I believe that religion is extremely corrupt. But I also believe that there was a man who was very connected to source energy and he spread a certain type of message. And of course, over time, humans kind of distorted and ruined that message. But that's, yeah, that's pretty much the, the only re religious figure that I've really channeled um, was Jesus and then, and then Buddha. But Buddha was kind of just there. We didn't really talk too much. Right. Let's get to another question from Deb at hashtag Space Out Radio. Elizabeth, do you ever teach how to channel because mm. your <laughs> gifts just seem that special? Um, you know, I have taken people through, I mean, it's, it's a course that I call reinvent your reality. So it's, it's pretty much taking someone from a very human, very visceral experience into a very non-physical, very abundantly spiritual experience. So if you want to call that training someone or teaching someone how to channel, absolutely. I have done that for people and in programs before, um, and I'm actually looking to develop an, an online automated program so that does pretty much the same thing. Um, but eventually, ultimately, Deb, I want to get on stage and I want to be channeling. And I don't necessarily want to be channeling, but I want to be, yeah, like spreading information that I have channeled to large audiences. And just that vibration alone is actually waking people up into their own channeling abilities so it's so beautiful once again knowledge will set you free and i will heal and i will awaken someone and actually unlock strands of your dna just by giving and providing information that resonates with the depths of your soul so that's how i really help people 
or teach people how to channel. Other than that, there's a lot of information that I give out once a week in five minute long videos off of my YouTube channel. And a lot of it is about how to be psychic, how to tap into your own abilities. And that is a direct step by step teaching about how you um, at home can channel and develop that in your own life. Vivian has a question for you in the SOR Space Travelers Club. She's asking, she has no idea if she has ever channeled. How could she tell? Oh, okay, beautiful. So once again, um, really like, okay, hold on. I'm also receiving a message here. Um, so, you know, the guides are just stepping through here and they're saying that all of us channel in our dreams. We all channel in our sleep. We receive information or downloads. So believe it or not, if you have had a dream, you have channeled information. Once again, we are all channeling all the time, especially when we lose track of time itself. So when you're like, wow, you know, I was writing in my journal and two hours went by and I it felt like 15 minutes, just like maybe you are um, listening to this podcast and it's been an hour and a half, but you feel like it's been 10 minutes. Well, it's because you are receiving downloads at this time. You right now are channeling. Um, so once again, try not to necessarily define it, but if you do want to focus on it, all you need to do is quiet your mind, quiet your ego, create that separation. And believe it or not, a lot of information will start coming to you intuitively. Sometimes you'll hear it as your own voice. Sometimes you'll feel it in your body. But the less and less you are distracted by your thoughts, the more and more you will be able to access information from beyond your thoughts, your body, your human. Let's move on with the questions here. Have you ever channeled an unwanted dark entity and how did you deal with it? Um, okay, so I've definitely attracted unwanted dark entities before. Um, now, I have channeled them as far as like removing them off of people. So I have done uh, that many times before is remove dark entities. And I really dealt with it by um, confronting it with white light energy. Now, once again, going back to quantum physics and quantum mechanics, it actually states within that scientific study that two vibrations of different frequencies, so for example, a low vibrational frequency and a high vibrational frequency are actually unable to coexist within the same space. It's actually impossible for two different vibrations to coexist, which mean that if the dark entity has a stronger energy or force than you do, then it will defeat you. Let's just say, quote unquote, because there's no real such thing as defeating or death or anything like that. Now, on the flip side, if your light is stronger, you're more confident, you're more empowered, you understand that it can't harm you or hurt you, um, then that dark entity can simply not exist in that same space. So really, half the time, I just show up and it leaves and it just can't be in the same space. But a lot of the time, I make sure I get rid of it with, say, my light weapons or um, shooting light, pure white light at it. Um, and it tends to leave in that way. So that's kind of, I have been confronted many times before, especially now just with clients and removing that from clients um, and releasing that and then uh, getting rid of it with the white light. 
All right, I got a couple questions from Dennis here at Hashtag Spaced Out Radio, and he's setting up a challenge for you. And, okay. and he wants to know if you believe time traveler John Teeter is real, or has he come back as John Teeter too to discredit himself? Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know who John Teeter is. Can you give me a bit of a background? Okay. John Teeter in the early 2000s popped onto a chat line saying he would come back in time Mm -hmm. to find a computer part for an old computer in the 1970s. He was from, I believe, 2036, and Mm -hmm. he started chatting with people and actually contacted a nighttime radio host in regards to time travel. And it just absolutely blew up the young internet at that time. Ah, beautiful. Okay, and then what, where is he now? Like, what's going on with this guy? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Nobody knows. Really? He's disappeared? Well, there are people who claim to be him, but how do ah. you really know? Yeah, true. Okay, you know what? I have no idea how to answer that. Well, my 24-year-old self doesn't, but let's just channel that and see if there's any sort of messages here from the guides and see if they can answer that question. So just one second. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay, great. So um, I did just get a download of an explanation of exactly who this guy was and what was going on. Um, Okay, so first of all, um, he was a time traveler, and I want to say that in a very different way. And I, it's almost like I'm going to try and explain this the way that my guides kind of presented it to me, which is um, there was already a body existing and there was a being that stepped into the body from the future. Or it's, it's his future self that stepped back into another body in this existence. So anyway, that's kind of how it happened. They're saying that this was also um, an interdimensional being. So it wasn't just him as a human in the future, regardless of what he said. That's what the guides are mentioning, is that this, this was a message from a more intergalactic, interdimensional species, um, which, yeah, so that's kind of why they came through as well, is to open the doors or, I guess, open the portals to the existence of simultaneous time and the fact that this is actually a thing. This is happening. There are individuals, there are being beings, and there are even people who are able to um, travel within time. Now, I did ask the guides what exactly is going on with him now, And they told me that he left, so he's not even here anymore. So whoever is claiming to be him is just claiming to be him because I don't feel or see his energy anywhere. Now, that being said, um, the being or the future self might have left the body and the body might still be here, um, you know, but it's not the same energy or entity or being that was giving all of those messages from before. Now, I asked about the device or the uh, equipment that he was asking for or looking for. And I, this happens very rarely, but sometimes it happens. I got, it looked like um, an image, right? So I got this visual or vision of a case file and the case file was, you know, uh, dropped in front of me and it said classified. 
So every once in a while, I'll try and, you know, ask questions, get into some deeper information. And, you know, not too often, but every once in a while, I'll get denied that information because for whatever reason, humanity is just not meant to know at this point or just not meant to know in general. So that's kind of the information that they gave me, at least anyway. All right, let's get to Dennis's extra question here. But this one actually kind of ties into me, okay? <laughs> I have a beef with an extraterrestrial that I've nicknamed Carl. He just, okay. feel, he just feels like a Carl. You know, <laughs> uh, very often I've been, damn it, Carl! You know? <laughs> And, and I'll tell you why. On April 20th, 2015, when we were broadcasting this show, talking Buddha, of all topics, with a gentleman named Harvey Kraft, about 20 minutes into the show, I had a surprise visit with an extraterrestrial staring in my window while I was broadcasting. It was a, lar it was a large-headed gray... I will never, ever in my life, like I have my eyes closed right now, visualizing it. I will never, ever forget the size of his eyes. Wow. But he, but he had that chiseled bone look around the jaw and the cheekbone, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. very, very large head. Very bulbous large head. So as we... Actually, next week on the 20th will be the two-year anniversary, one week tonight. will be yeah. the two-year two anniversary of Carl showing up during the show. Everybody oh. wants to know around here, because we talk about this story quite often. Okay. When will Carl come back and actually accept the invite to join <laughs> us on Spaced Out Radio? Wow. Okay, very cool. Let's take a look. Let's see. One second. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay, great. So, I did receive a message. Um, okay, so it seems like Carl might not be coming back on the radio anyway, or, or in and around, but Carl will be coming back in your life, um to enhance your vibrational frequency is what they're calling it, okay? So, and actually that, that looks like it's going to be happening this summer at some point. And, uh, and so, yeah, so he's, he's around you. He's hearing your call, and you are definitely connected uh, to that species. And they're very curious about your vibrational frequency. And that's why the one night they, they were kind of floating around there, uh, around your place, and they saw your vibration and the, and, and the energy that you were emitting, and they couldn't help but actually come down and, and just check it out for themselves. So that's kind of, there's like a curious Carl, I want to call him. And it's funny because a good friend of this show, a gentleman named R. Keith Andrews, he comes on this show the first Friday of every month. He actually strongly believes that Carl got in trouble for being seen by me because of that same curiosity that you just mentioned. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I can totally see that, that he got in trouble for that, for sure. Is he connected to my pendulum? Oh, good question. Let's see. Hold on. Hmm, okay, no. Uh, it's not him who's connected to your pendulum. It is actually I'm receiving your higher self. 
So it's not actually an external entity or energy that's connected to your pendulum. It's just you in another dimension, another frequency, which is kind of a beautiful, you know, alignment, right? If like, it's, it's the best thing to be connected more so to your higher self than to uh, an entity that's external to you. Very interesting. Because I have two different beings on my on my pendulum that I use. One hmm. is a spirit guide of mine. And the other one, all he goes by is number two. Ah, interesting. And, and it's funny because my, my guy, Jordan, will move the pendulum in one way. So a yes and no is, say, north and south. Mm-hmm. And a... Or, pardon me, yes is north and south, and no is counterclockwise um, in a circle. And number, oh, okay. two, number two, whoever number two is, actually goes the opposite way. So yes would be east to west, and clockwise would be a no. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yep, very cool. I thought so. I thought so. Let's get to more questions. So you know, let, let me ask you about Carl here for a second, because Carl pisses me off. <laughs> he, he, he really does. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hurt by this. I'm hurt by Carl. You know, <laughs> will he come around for the two-year anniversary next Thursday? <laughs> um, once again, he's always kind of creeping on your energy, but I don't see him coming back. Well, not in full form, because... He got in trouble last time, and and uh, and I don't think he's going to be coming close like that again. What about any other extraterrestrial contact? Because I have seen five extraterrestrial species. Oh and, wow! And I'll tell you, I am I am yearning for that type mm. of benevolent experience again. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely picking up on the end of summer for you to have another experience. Do I go somewhere? I do see you going somewhere, and um, actually, this is great. You're, go- you're going to be going to the same ship that I go to once a month. The mothership. Will I be awake? Because I have put that out to the universe. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, I've had two face-to-face encounters. Okay, yes. Um, I don't want to be put are, out. Yeah, yeah, your guides are saying that you will be consciously aware, and they're saying that, um, okay, they're just repeating the word experience, and they're saying that it's going to be bigger than the other experiences that you've had. They're saying that the other experiences that you've had was just a build-up or a lead-up to to this one. Oh, I'm getting goosebumpy. God, I hope this is true. Because I am... <laughs> you know, it's funny because we were just talking about this earlier on in the week. Last night, as a matter of fact, as well. That I've actually had that talk with my wife. Oh. That if it happens again, I got to go. I have yeah. to. My my own personal mantra that I have with myself, this deal I have with myself, this itch that I have to scratch, is I got to go. Yeah. Be- because I was so scared the first time it happened because mm-hmm. it literally changed my entire perspective in yep. life. 
And the first being I saw was an Andromedan, about 10 to 12 feet tall. Ooh. Then I woke up on the table when I'd been taken and was being implanted by the little gray dudes. There were three of them. Yep. And then there was Carl at the window. Oh, yeah, right, right. Right, and so I've been yearning for that experience to happen again. It it feels like unfinished business, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally, yep, yep. So... Oh my goodness, this summer, into summer. Yeah, the other thing that I want to say too, just with your energy, is that um, it seems like whatever goes down this summer is going to be a big completion of whatever happened last time with, with you being taken and implanted. Um, they're saying that after this experience in the summer, you will have a more direct and more clear connection to um, like them and to source energy they're saying that a lot about your, I don't know, I guess your life or your career or this radio station is going to change, um, not drastically, but it will change based on your connection, your new connection. Um, and they're saying that it's like the chip that they implanted in you. And how long ago was that? Was that like four years ago? Uh, September 29th to the 30th happened somewhere in between at, at night in 2014. 2014. Okay. Yep. So, um, so they're saying that they pretty much implanted something to, to you, but they haven't activated it yet. They've been monitoring your frequency to see how you're progressing and to see when it's appropriate to activate. And I'm telling you that this summer is when it's going to be activated. And you, like, I don't know how, what kind of, I mean, I know you're pretty intuitive. You've already proven that, but I mean, it's going to be exponentially, you're going to be exponentially more sensitive and having the ability to lucid dream and astral travel and, you know, once again, like read thoughts very easily in other people. Oh, yes. And they're also saying that you will also open up to new abilities in seeing other people as their hybrids, right? So I don't know if you've already kind of noticed that in some people, but um, but just, yeah, just being extra aware or like seeing someone as a human, but knowing that they're Palladian or knowing that they're Andromedan right. or knowing, you know, and, and you're going to be able to do that as well. All right. We'll talk more after the show because this isn't about me. It's about you and my yeah. audience. Yeah. Catherine wants to know, are angels and aliens separate or at least mm-hmm. all non-Terran? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so they are not separate. I definitely would not call them separate. The other thing that I wanted to mention, because my guides are here and they're mentioning it, is that they don't really like the term aliens. Um, I know it's really, really, really difficult to get away from in this society because um, that's what we first just know them as. But alien implies that they are something different, that they are invading, that they are something that is not welcome. And extraterrestrial or interdimensional is kind of like a better term for that, um, just for those of you who aren't aware. But I would consider angels and extraterrestrials all in the same kind of, they are all extraterrestrial um, or interdimensional beings. So angels come from the seventh uh, and 11th dimension, I find. And then, you know, interdimensional or extraterrestrial beings come from all the other um, dimensions, right? So any other being that's in another dimension is alien or extraterrestrial. So you can just clump them all in together. All right. Let's get to Dennis's question. He says, on your video greetings, 
You say, hello, beautiful beings of light. Where did you get that from? Oh, good question. Uh, once again, it's just kind of channeled. Um, I don't know why this just came up in my head, but um, I don't know. My guides were just saying, like, mention this. So just the other day, someone, you know, criticized me. Well, I guess in a way, they're very, very logical. They're a very logical person. They said, I've been watching you in your videos. I've been watching you on your live feeds. I've been, you know, listening to radios. And I have to tell you something that I, I don't really agree with. And I'm like, okay, go for it. And he said, um, I have to say that I think that you're too positive, right? You've got this extraordinary, like positive outlook on everything. And sometimes you just need to give it to people as real as possible. And it just kind of brought up like the hello, beautiful beings of light. It's like, well, is everyone a beautiful being of light? And in my opinion, it really is because I don't see people for who they are as an ego, who they are in this moment, who they are with their human. I see people for who they really are. I see their potential, right? So, um, yeah, so just very interesting. That came channeled to me, and, and that's kind of what I, my view, my perspective on the world and the people in it. All right, let's get to a question from Alan. He said, Elizabeth, you said you were an alien in a prior life. Which extraterrestrial species were you? Oh, great question. Yeah, so I, well, I've been many, many extraterrestrial species, but um, the one that I'm currently actually coexisting as is a tall gray Zeta. So once again, they look very, very stereotypical, um, you know, big gray heads, big black eyes. Um, and for those of you who don't know about the gray species, there are many different levels and different hierarchies within the grays. The shorter grays, so there's pretty much short, medium, and tall. Um, the shortest grays are the ones that are here for like mechanical use, right? So they're very good at completing tasks, at collecting data and evidence and, you know, um, adjusting technology and all of that great stuff. Medium grays are all about kind of best of both worlds. They're like the leaders. They're like the managers of the short grays. And they're also able to um, access other energies and dimensions and experience emotion and compassion. And then the tallest grays are um, definitely few and far between. And they are like the top leaders and they are also a part of the Galactic Federation of Light, and they are part of the hybridization project on this planet, which I'm also coexisting as and a part of. So, you know, and once again, we could talk about this forever, but I just want to also mention that, um, so I started having flashbacks of myself as this, you know, seven and a half foot tall gray being on this giant mothership. And, um, and I started waking up and accessing and understanding who I really was as that tall gray being. And I wasn't just a tall gray who had many, many different abilities, but I was actually the ambassador for my species at that time. So, I mean, if you related my lifetime to human years, I lived, I existed as this tall gray for about 600 years, human years. And then I existed as the ambassador for my species for about 400 of those years. And, uh, and I had extra clearance and extra abilities with being the ambassador. And I was the, the, the entire leader for my, my species who was also had predestined contracts with the human species to create this hybrid uh, between Zeta and humans. So if, you know, 
none of you really know about the hybridization project, please, please, please check it out. Open your mind. If you are on this planet at this time, you are also a part of this hybridization project because all we need to bring to humanity is the awareness that our next evolutionary step as humans is actually not progressing as humans. It's progressing as this is Zeta human hybrid species. And what they're actually called is the Essasani. Um, and if anyone out there has ever listened to Bashar, Bashar is a direct channel of an Essasani being who is simply put the future version of humanity, which is half human, half Zeta. So I'm existing as a Zeta. A lot of people think that I'm Palladian or I'm this beautiful angelic being, which yes, I have been in, in, the, in the past, but I am more coexisting as this weird, strange looking tall gray Zeta. And I'm trying to kind of get the message out there that grays aren't all bad. You know, everyone has a bad perception on grays because they abduct a lot of people in order to create this hybridization project. But we're doing this for you. This is this is humanity's next evolutionary step. So I'm glad that you uh, that, you know, you brought that up. Over on Revolution Radio's chat room, Man Olive is asking, have you ever known about the angels who guide the sun, moon, and the stars on their course into the fourth heaven? Mm, very interesting. Um, there's a couple of things in there that resonate with me, uh, but as far as like language-wise and like astro uh, astrologically, I'm not. I don't really channel direct information regarding um, you know the planetary alignment or movement or who's behind that uh, and all of that. But also, you said into the fourth heaven, and if I really kind of translate that to my terms, it would be the fourth dimension, which also resonates with me. So I understand kind of where we're all going as far as the ascension dimensionally, but I do not have direct information or have never really channeled direct information regarding exactly what that statement was all about all right let's get to another question from craig he's saying i've had an experience where my body emitted white light while meditating was that mm. a defense or mm. the entity i felt oh okay beautiful so um that that wasn't either actually it wasn't a defense um, and it also wasn't an entity coming through you. That was literally you connecting to source energy and uh, receiving a charge. That's what I like to call it. It's like um, you, you're charging up your vibrational frequency. You are, um, yeah, you're charging up your batteries with pure white light energy. So what I find is that the more we quiet our mind, the more we connect to source, the more we charge and energize our physical bodies with pure white light energy. I also want to let you know that channeling isn't always channeling an extraterrestrial or interdimensional or another being channeling is not just um you know a translation between this world and another channeling can just be um emitting or receiving a certain vibrational frequency and then you applying that frequency into this world and in that case you were receiving a vibrational frequency through meditation and applying that to your body so that you literally saw your body glowing so just know that you were channeling but you doesn't necessarily mean that you need to channel an interdimensional being michael wants to know elizabeth have you ever channeled a sasquatch 
Interesting. Uh, no, actually, I haven't. Um, I used to be really into, you know, a lot of like, I would say like conspiracy, but like a lot of those kind of concepts and themes and theories when I was younger. But I've, you know, now coming into my channeling abilities, it just hasn't been, you know, on my bucket list to channel um, or even an, really an interest of mine. But uh, absolutely, those beings out there exist in one form or another. And actually, that being said, um, I actually just wanted to ask you, Dave, if you have seen any gnomes recently. Are you kidding me right now? Where did you I get just, that? Where did you I get just, that? I was just very curious. Did, 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 did someone put you up to this? <laughs> Who put you up to that? <laughs> I mean, I might have been talking with Wolfman Mike right before. Oh, this. my goodness. <laughs> Wolfman Mike. Oh, Wolfman <laughs> Mike. <ask> you. <laughs> I hate gnomes. They scare me. Interesting. They do. You know, honestly, they, and I'll, and I'll explain why, okay? Okay. When I split up with my first wife, I rented a basement suite so I could stay close to my daughter. And okay. in my landlord's garden, they had the ceramic garden gnomes. Yeah. And in my daughter's bedroom, a street light would shine, was right on the corner and it would shine into her bedroom so we always had her blinds closed at night so she could sleep. Well, my daughter is very intuitive and she's about eight years old at this time. Been seeing spirits since she was about a year and a half, two years old. And it, every so often, she would hear this at, at, her win at her window. And a couple of times she got up and one time she saw the pointed hat and the figure standing in the window in the blinds. And another time she got up and she moved the blinds and she saw this little gnome running away towards the garden. Wow. Yeah. And, and so she would quickly, you know, hop out of bed as kids do. And she would run into my bedroom, daddy, daddy, you know, and I'd be like, oh. So ever since then, gnomes and especially pottery gnomes and garden gnomes and everything, they freak, freak me out. Mike, yep. Wolfman Mike, I know you're listening right now. That was, <laughs> that, that, that was unkind. That was unkind. I hope your Toronto Maple Leafs get swept. I hope they get swept, bring out their brooms, Washington moving on to round two because your Leafs are done. That's my, I'm manifesting that to the universe and the hockey gods right now. <laughs> wow yeah yeah bill barilko would not be happy wolfman mike <laughs> so last time you won a cup 67 <laughs> anyhow that put me on a rant damn wolfman mike always <laughs> always stirring it up all yeah. right all right let's get to another question i knew i knew there there was a setup there i could smell it <laughs> i could totally smell it yeah <laughs> Uh, let me get to another question here, because I know there's some out there. Have you ever had an instance where you have seen a figure in front of you that is so real, but is just not supposed to exist? And the reason why I ask that is, Corey in the chat room here, she has the official Spaced Out Radio hot tub at her place. 
<laughs> and one day she was walking into her laundry room. And as she started walking into her laundry room, this little Ewok type thing started walking out of her laundry room. Mm. And they both kind of yeeped and yelled and jumped and screamed at each other. And then the little Ewok guy took back, took off back into the laundry room and just disappeared. Hmm. You ever had anything like that happen? Mm, very interesting. Um, maybe not as vivid. I have had experiences with fairies when I was younger. They would follow me around and, uh, and I could see them quite vividly. There was also another moment, yes, that happened, I would say, four months ago, where I was, maybe even three months ago, I was meditating on my couch. I was just, I felt called. I was watching a TV show. I turned it off. I started meditating, closed my eyes. And as I closed my eyes, I get this experience where even though my eyes are closed, I can still see the room very vividly. I want to call it something. There's a word for it. But uh, yeah, and so I closed my eyes. I could still see the living room. And all of a sudden, three of these tall gray beings start to emerge from the wall um, and step into the living room. And, you know, I kind of saw them just standing there. We had a great telepathic conversation. And then when I, you know, when we kind of concluded things, I actually opened my eyes in the physical and they were gone. There was nothing there. Um, so that's, that's an experience that I've had very recently. Um, and then, you know, I've been abducted before, but that was more so I saw the beings, I guess, take me and then I saw them on the ship, but I didn't really, um, I haven't really experienced a lot of physical beings in my physical life, um, as of yet anyway. And on that note, we're going to get to our final commercial break. You haven't fun yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's It's been an absolute blast here tonight. And you know what? Thank goodness for the audience, because they always come up with some very intriguing questions all through the show. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott. Our guest, the talented, and I think pretty damn amazing, Elizabeth April. Her website, ElizabethApril.com. We're going to continue talking channeling, beings, how we do it, what do we see when it happens. It's going to be a very, very interesting final hour here on Space Out Radio right after this. So we're going to go take our final break of the night. You stick around, and we'll be right back. The SOR Sightlines is a place for you to find answers to your strange experiences. Hi there, this is Mike Schmidt. If you have had an encounter with ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, ETs, or anything else that doesn't make sense, head to spacedoutradio.com and file a Sightlines report. All information you give is 100% confidential, and I will personally help you find the answers you need. SOR Sightlines, your answers are a click away. Have you got your Cosmic Passport? If you need one, tune in to Cosmic Passport on Spaced Out Weekend. This is Elizabeth Anglin, ET experiencer, spirit medium, and host of Cosmic Passport. Each weekend, I'll be bringing you interviews and support from other paranormal experiencers and the best in intuitive spiritual guidance from across the globe. It's all happening starting at 9 p.m. Pacific Time, midnight Eastern, on spacedoutradio.com. Hi there. I'm Butch Wachowski, lead investigator with the Four Cop, on the final Monday of every month. 
You can listen to me and host Dave Scott on Spaced Out Radio's Strange Days. We're going to get to the heart of the matter when it comes to what's happening out there. People are seeing and experiencing things from ET contact to Bigfoot, and I want to hear about it. Your experiences are what we investigators need to help solve these unknown mysteries. So tune in at spacedoutradio.com to the final Monday of every month from Butch Wachowski's Strange Days. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit, and expect a miracle. This is your medium, Joanna, from Spaced Out Weekend, Two Mediums and a Large. I would love it if you would come and join us with host James Tyson every other Sunday on Spaced Out Weekend. Together, we will take your calls and your questions live. Our goal is to provide you with a positive outlook on deep questions that you may have. Questions regarding love, relationships, money, or whatever else is on your mind. Come and check us out at spacedoutradio.com. This is Eric Markham, news editor for Spaced Out Radio's The Encounter Online. We have put together a great team of writers and journalists from all over the world to bring you top quality paranormal stories from alien encounters to the latest conspiracies. You won't find any of that fake news here. True stories and top-notch reporting as we look to bring these experiences to the mainstream. The Encounter online only at spacedoutradio.com. Patrolling the Pacific Northwest, we are always on the lookout for the strange and unassuming stories that real people are experiencing. Hi, I'm Vincent Zunza from Pacific North Weird. Me and Alexandra Sullivan have teamed to bring to you those odd stories that never seem to make it into the mainstream. Stories so weird that we'll leave you scratching your head wondering, is this real? It's as real as it gets with Pacific North Weird. You can watch our videos right here at spacedoutradio.com. Become more intimate and interactive with Spaced Out Radio. Join our Space Travelers Club with your new membership. For $5 a month, we'll provide you with special access to the website, monthly prize draws from books to psychic readings, along with monthly newsletter, private interviews, and more. Sign up today to be part of Spaced Out Radio's experience. Looking for a place to advertise at a very reasonable cost? Look no further than Spaced Out Radio. SpacedOutRadio.com has an advertising tab that you can click to check out our daily, weekly, and monthly packages to play on the radio, or our website including social media. From commercial spots to banners, we have it all. Check out our competitive pricing today. Don't have time to listen to Spaced Out Radio Live? Wherever you are, the car, the office, the shower, or even if you're traveling, we're right here for you. Each Spaced Out Radio show can be found on iTunes, TuneIn, and on our YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio Show. It's the perfect way for you to catch up on our shows. For more information, just head over to our website, spacedoutradio.com, and tune in to us today. You hear footsteps in the empty room above you. A rocking chair begins rocking by itself. 
Don't be afraid of the things that go bump in the night. Reach for Spirit Story Box. The iPhone app the Huffington Post UK called the only ghost hunting app you will ever need. Spirit Story Box. The spirits are telling their stories. Are you listening? Strange creatures lurking in the night, the sounds of wood knocking in the forest, odd happenings right out of a fictional world. These are the reports I love. Hi there, this is author Ronald Murphy, and I would love it if you join me and Spaced Out Radio host Dave Scott the second Wednesday of every month on our journey into the unknown land of cryptozoology at spacedoutradio.com. From Mothman to Frogman and everything in between, hey, they don't call me the crypto guru for nothing. Did you know that Spaced Out Radio runs seven days a week? Hi, it's James Tyson from Spaced Out Weekend. Every Saturday and Sunday night, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, you can join me and my guests for some great chatter about what's going on out in the universe or even in that dark part of the basement you really don't want to go back into. Well, let's find the answers to your experiences together. So come on up to Uncle Jimbo's cabin on the weekend. For more information, look us up at spacedoutradio.com. The views and opinions expressed by tonight's guest and topic of discussion do not necessarily represent the official policy or position of Spaced Out Radio, Spaced Out Weekend, Spaced Out Radio Limited, its hosts, syndicated carriers, or anyone associated with this broadcast. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and hashtag Spaced Out Radio. And on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott. Good to have you with us. And if you've been listening to this show... You're definitely going to want to hear the replay of Elizabeth April. What a guest. What a guest. Tomorrow night on the program, we finish off the week on Good Friday with Joe Montaldo. We're going to be talking everything around the conspiracy of UFOs, extraterrestrials, disclosure, starting at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern time at spaceoutradio.com. We want to welcome in our terrestrial radio stations at this time. WQEE 99, Rock the Key, down in Noonan, Georgia. And that's the home of the Walking Dead. We're also live in New Orleans on 107.7 FM, the United Public Radio Network. Good to have you with us. Online, we are live in Las Vegas on Renegade Talk Radio. And if you're listening in on Revolution Radio, remember the Double R Machine is a donation station financed by you, the valued listener. Head on over to freedomslips.com and donate today. Bill Cardwell has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Entomophagus. Entomophagus is your password. Make sure you use it wisely, Space Travelers, as Bill sets it each and every night right here on the mighty SOR. Hey, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio. Use the hashtag Spaced Out Radio as well. If you want to connect with us live during the show, like John, like Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf, I'm watching you. You're a good guy. I like your tweets. Keep them up. We have a few others in there as well. Canadian Joe, Lulu has been in there as well. Muji Boy, thank you for 
joining us on Twitter tonight. Give our Facebook page a like, Spaced Out Radio Show. Tune us in on TuneIn. Download this show and others on iTunes. You can follow us on RadioGuide.fm, TalkStream Live, and on Stitcher. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including joining the SOR Space Travelers Club for 5 bucks a month. You can read up on the encounter online, the best paranormal news team going between Eric Markham and Everett Seamer and their team. And you can head over to patreon.com for a dollar a month. You can become a patron of SOR. We bring back Elizabeth April now, all the way from Toronto, Ontario, Home of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, uh, we'll just keep that one quiet. ElizabethApril.com is her website. We've been talking channeling all night, and I will get to all of your questions, so bear with me. I'm still stuck from about 20 minutes ago. Elizabeth, <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. Are you having fun tonight or what? Yeah, so much fun. I love all the questions. This is great. We do things a little differently here, so... You know, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and, you know, as long as Wolfman Mike doesn't try to screw me up with the gnomes anymore, (laughs) I'm okay with that. But you you know what's weird? I actually saw what a First Nations friend of mine said a wood nymph last year. And and my son son and I, we were out geocaching around this lake by my house, and we started, my son is only three. And we were, uh, so I have them in the stroller because, well, August, September, the bears are starting to feed for the winter because it gets kind of cold around Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. so I decided, you know, it's safer to keep them in the stroller just in case we saw a bear. And so we start walking down this hill and and I push them in the stroller and, you know, having, you know, a three-year-old boy slash dad talk. (laughs) And all of a sudden... On the side of the lake, in between the trees, this, this, it looked like a piece of wood just walked out onto the trail about 15 feet from us, took about two or three steps onto the trail and then saw that we were there and then dashed back down the hill towards the lake. (laughs) It was so brief. The one thing I remember about that was how blurry it was. (laughs) And yet here it was standing right in front of me. Interesting. Wow. Have you ever been injured channeling? Injured channeling? Um, no. The only time I guess I've ever been injured is if uh, holes have occurred in my aura because of too much channeling and then also getting sick because I channel too much. I'm too much out of my body. And then sometimes if I'm channeling someone's energy, I will feel the pain that they're in physically so I will also hurt myself that way but that's pretty much you know it's never ever been anything serious um just more so like out of body uh symptoms the reason why I ask that is when I was doing some channeling one of our guests who comes on this show monthly her name is Samantha Mowat I would love for you two to meet up Samantha's Mm -hmm. been an ET contactee since she was literally in the crib and She is an amazing, amazing young woman. And long story short, I was channeling for her one night. And she wanted me to try and find which Pleiadian planet her history came from. 
and I ended up going, and I saw this beautiful, tall, turquoise blue building that was all surrounded by gold and it it literally was up for miles in the sky like two three miles up in the sky and i saw the windows and everything it's weird because i didn't see any beings there but when i came back and i i remember they said okay it's time for you to go and i went back i went through this you know when you see on star trek when they go into warp speed and all the stars become okay. like all the stars yep. become like racing by you until it looks like you're in this tunnel of light yep well i go through that and i my neck kept on getting longer and my torso kept straining and stretching uh-huh. and when i came out of it and i and i arrived back i started having a major coughing fit so much so to the point that i pulled the muscles in my chest and a couple days later i was so sore i thought i was having a heart attack oh wow yeah so i literally got injured channeling yeah yeah i would say i mean you went a little bit too far you know yeah or you came back too fast because that's also what can happen Mm-hmm. I think it was the yeah. latter. I think I came back yeah. too fast. Too fast, yeah. Absolutely. So Wow, very it, interesting. It was a very interesting experience. I haven't had one like that since. Yeah. So let's get back to our audience questions. Amber has a question here. And Amber is asking... Elizabeth, do you ever have discussions regarding the mind-controlling pain relief? Mind-controlling pain relief? So your mind controlling the pain that one has. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is such a great concept. Um, I was, I think, yeah, 18 when I first started uh, really getting to understand the concept of pain. Um I did go to Vipassana and started to understand the concept of just uh, sensory experience and the fact that we experience sensations on our physical body and our brain reacts to those sensations. And it is us or our brain that reacts in an either negative uh, way or a positive, a pleasing way, right? And, um, And so I was playing around with this concept of pain and I started to understand that If we didn't react, if our minds did not react to the pain, then our brains would not translate that sensation into an either negative or positive sensation. It would simply put, be an objective observation of whatever that sensation is on the body. So I played around (coughs) with this concept. Um, I played around with this concept of, of pain and the fact that pain is an illusion And I got my uh, tattoo on the back of my neck. And you would think, you know, back of the neck, a very sensitive area. And, uh, of course, it is. But I was so relaxed and so in a state of meditation and non-reaction that when I got the tattoo, I actually ended up falling asleep. And so the tattooer had to shake me awake because they thought that I had passed out because of the pain. And actually, I was so relaxed that I fell asleep on the the tattoo table um, while I was getting the tattoo. So, yeah, so absolutely I have to say 
that pain is an illusion. We can control pain with our minds, um, either negatively or positively or not at all. So, uh, so it's just a beautiful concept. Thank you for asking that question. I'm going to blame you for following Mike's orders here because I'm getting pictures of gnomes all over the SOR <laughs> Space Travelers Club on Facebook now. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, not cool at all. Corey wants to know, when Carl comes to pick me up, can she go too? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, putting out the right intentions, you know, if, if you have the right intention, the right vibrational frequency, then you can attract that, uh, that experience. <laughs> Catherine would like to know if she could ask about black triangles. She has been seeing them lined up, five, triangle, five triangles lined up side by side, touching an infinity symbol, two rounded tail from before, followed by another five triangles. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay, let me just channel that just one second. Okay, interesting. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Okay, so your guides just kind of explained what what the hell that was. Um, and really what they said was that each triangle represented um, infinite possibilities, but in particular, each triangle represented one uh, parallel reality. And, and they're saying that there's this infinite number of these triangles all connected infinitely to each other. And they're all representing individual parallel realities. And what they're trying to explain to you, what they're trying to represent is that you have an infinite number of possibilities and opportunities in front of you right now. They're, they pretty much want you to know it is up to you now to choose which reality, which parallel dimension you want to hop into at any particular moment. They're also putting an emphasis on the black in the triangles or around the triangles. They're saying that black is also the color, uh, if you want to call it that, of infinity, right? So black includes all of the colors uh, to create an infinite array of colors if you really were to break it down. And they're saying that, once again, everything about that image represents an infinite number of these parallel dimensions or parallel realities or just opportunities that are in front of you at this time. So just be extra aware of, you know, where you want to go and, and, and consciously creating that. Dennis has a question. He goes, everybody always talks about the giant mothership in whatever context they happen mm -hmm. to be talking about. Just how big are these motherships? And he asked because he was just discussing this with a researcher today. Oh, very cool. Um, first of all, I would definitely be interested in whatever kind of research he's doing on this. Um, now, it's kind of inconceivable. It is because these ships are not uh, beside anything to really essentially compare it to. Okay, so motherships are huge. I mean, I would even say, to be honest, they are, I mean, I'm getting the comparison to, like, the continent of Africa, um, that big, and even beyond that. So even, like, yeah, like, I mean, I would say a couple of continents, you know, stuck together, uh, you know, they're huge, and they've got ecosystems, and they've got you know, marketplaces, and they've got, you know, everything that you could possibly need, possibly think about, they've got it contained within this ship. And there's so many different areas and, and sections and places and 
um, you know, individuals, and especially on the motherships, there are actually an array of different interdimensional beings. So although it might be a Zeta mothership, there are many, many uh, interdimensional beings that all stay there, which is fantastic as well. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a very happening place, you could say. That's big. That's very, oh, it's very huge. big. I'd like to see one. Maybe I will. Carl, where are you? Come pick me up. <laughs> I got my flight booked. Anyways, Corey is wondering if you could find out if she was implanted in the back of her neck. Oh, okay. Very interesting. As, you know, the second that you said implanted, I literally saw it at the back of her neck, and then you said back of her neck. So um, let's just see if her guides have to say anything about that or what they want to say about that. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yes, she has been implanted. Absolutely. They're confirming that. They're saying that... Um, it's almost like they're describing it as like a radio uh, signal that's within her. And they're saying that not only does she send out messages at a conscious level, but um, within a subconscious mindset, so she's not fully aware of it. Um, she's sending these messages, and then she's also receiving messages through this chip, through this implant as well. Um, they also check up on her vibrational frequency, which is quite common of these chips. And, uh, and they're also saying that she she can actually feel it. So I don't know how sensitive she is to it, but it's almost like a like I f I'm feeling it right now just as I'm talking about it. And it kind of feels like a little bit of a like a tingling or a buzzing or maybe even like a numb kind of sensation, like right where the chip is. And they're saying that whenever she feels it, or maybe it's a pain, you know, however she perceives it. Um, that is when she is either sending or receiving a message. So for her to be extra aware of what it is that's being either sent or received in that moment, they're saying that she can actually start controlling this chip for her benefit and really utilizing its power is what they're uh, talking about. So she can be the remote control for this chip if she wants to. For right now, this chip is just kind of doing what it has been programmed to do. Shar has a great question. She is asking, Elizabeth, what do you feel the difference is between channeling and being a medium? Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so first of all, I would once again, channeling, like the word channeling is a very broad uh, word. So it's very general. And I would say that mediums are also channelers, right? But mediums are specifically channeling spirits. So it's just like a a section off of channeling. So channeling has many different divisions. Mediumship would be one division of channeling. Um, and if there are any mediums out there listening, I do have a message for you. And as we all know, everything happens for a reason. And that question came up for a reason because I think that people need to understand this knowledge, which is if you are a medium out there, you need to diversify your energy, channeling just spirits that have crossed over from this uh, earthly plane, that is so limiting to what you can actually access and what you can do and where you can go. And it's time to start looking beyond these more traditional forms of spirituality. So I want to just say that if this is what you needed to validate that, you are being called into action to seek information and insight and connection beyond just the spirit realm. So, I mean... Everyone's going into 
no real form of modality. So for me, you know, I can channel spirits, but I don't consider myself a medium. I actually don't like putting any labels on it because I believe everyone can do anything. And once again, maybe I'm too positive on this, but um, I think it's time to start diversifying your assets if you are just a medium. So I just wanted to say that as well, even though it's kind of off topic. And that includes your stock portfolio as well. Diversify those assets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Diversify. I do have to tell you though, since last half hour, and I, I have kept this quiet, but since the last hour, half hour when we were talking about Carl there, yeah, the area where I was implanted when I woke up on the table has oh, yeah. been absolutely pulsating the back of my head. Ooh, the back of my head where where they went in has yeah. absolutely been pulsating for like thirty minutes. I am like weird. Very activation. Weird. I'm hearing the word activation. Well, of course. I can feel the damn of thing. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel it. Really? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I something, know, right? I know. Something tells me I shouldn't put a cell phone close to my ears tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. Let's get to another question here because, like I said, I want to get them all in tonight. Teresa is asking, and Teresa, you better make it up to our Paracon this fall. She is saying, Elizabeth, you talked about being the ambassador of your species for 400 of 600 years at some point in your existence. I wonder how that being moved on, did you die? Hmm. Oh, very interesting. Okay. So uh, death is a very interesting concept for Zetas because they are... um, they reside in the sixth dimension. So uh, we are all very aware as Zetas of death and passing and things like that. So we actually choose the moment that we want to pass on. And it was just literally, it's so funny that you're bringing this up. You're very intuitive because literally it was yesterday that I was channeling a very, very, very close Zeta friend of mine and their passing. And this is what I, I saw in this visual as we were on the ship Um, This Zeta was, it looked like a bed that was being pulled out of a wall. Uh, It was all metal, this bed that was being pulled out of the wall. Um, The Zeta was laying down on this bed and all of, you know, their friends, family, all of their close companions were around. And, um, and we were all saying goodbye and, you know, good luck and all of that. And like, it wasn't a sad thing at all. And then and then the soul left the body. We were all there for that. We could see the soul leaving the body. The body was then just a body. The um, the bed that was out of the wall got pushed into the wall and immediately it got disintegrated. So I'm not sure. I don't think it was typical burning, but the whole body was just disintegrated in that moment. And it was a beautiful kind of ceremony. And then the soul moves on. So, you know, similar to this kind of death, just without all the uh, the negative connotations to it. She also wants to know if your energy back then was female or male. Ooh, great question. It was, okay, so Zetas, there's male, female, and asexual in that uh, species. And I was actually male in that lifetime. And then I had one other person who worked alongside me. So there was two ambassadors. There's typically two ambassadors for the uh, Zeta species. And the other ambassador that worked alongside me was also a male. So we were just both males, uh, male energy, but there was no sexual or organs um, in that body. 
Getting back to Corey's question about where she was implanted in the back of her neck, mm-hmm. she now wants to know which race chipped her. Are they benevolent oh. or malevolent, and why? Okay, okay, per- perfect. So first of all, they're absolutely they're a high vibrational species. Um, you are very high vibrational. Let's just take a look and see why they chipped you. So one second, or who chipped you? Sorry. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay, perfect. So I did receive an answer. It was the gray species who chipped you. But once again, I see it as being the short grays. But they chipped you because they're just kind of the workers. The bigger plan, the bigger picture here is actually through Palladian lineage. Okay. And uh, so I see that you're connected, Corey, to the Palladians. And, uh, yeah, and so they, they chipped you once again to monitor you, to send you uh, messages, things like that, and to elevate your vibrational frequency uh, through that chip. And they're also saying that you, along with um, you, Dave, are a part of the, uh, yes, Galactic Federation of Light. So I'm not sure if you've really gotten into that or whatever, but, and, yeah, so there's like this little clan or little group that, that you've attracted here on this station of individuals who are all connected to this galactic federation. And you're all, you've all been chipped because you're all meant to be a part, a pillar of the awakening. So hopefully that kind of answers your question. So it was technically the short grays who chipped you, but um, logically, bigger picture wise, it was actually the Palladians who uh, put out that work order, you could call it, um, you know, so that they could monitor you and be with you. Joyce is asking, Elizabeth, can you tell if it's an implant that she recently discovered in her body? Okay, okay, great. Uh, Okay, one second. And that was from Joy, you said? Joyce, yes. Joyce, perfect. One second. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay. They're talking about, so first of all, they said, yes, absolutely. There is an implant. They're actually saying, Joyce, that there's multiple implants. Um, They're saying that there's about three or maybe even four within you, one of them being a newer one that's currently working. All the other ones are just dead. There's one of them that looks like it's in your left upper knee. Um, I'm not sure if you feel this or not, but they're saying that this one has been like deactivated for a very long time, but your body's starting to reject it because it's old technology and it's actually causing, I don't know if it's inflammation or pain in your knee, but just being aware of that. Your, um, your guides are actually saying that you can ask them to remove all the old ones. The reason why they've had to put so many in you is because your vibration rejects something that it doesn't accept. I guess you're very stubborn. And, uh, and so you've just literally, your energy just rejects them time and time again. And you're pretty much like saying, I want this to be a relationship rather than just you telling me what to do or what to to kind of like put in my body so yeah so just kind of opening up those lines of communication talking to them more even if it's just a one-way conversation at first and you can actually ask them to do things for you and that's going to really balance out that relationship so hopefully that kind of helps on twitter at hashtag spaced out radio deb has a question she says i keep hearing a woman coughing and seeing a back as she is speaking, it is feeling that any 
I'm trying to just paraphrase here because yeah. there's only 140 characters. As she is speaking, is she feeling anything? Why am I hearing her? Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's see. Hmm. Interesting, okay. Okay, so it looks like this is coming from a past lifetime. And, um, yeah, and this woman is a, a lady from your past lifetime that you have unresolved karma with. And it seems like she got caught in, like, a fire, like a house fire. And I don't know, I don't think you were the cause of it, but you... There's just some unresolved karma between you and this woman, and there's a lesson that she has for you. And uh, and she just keeps coughing because I think she passed away or died of smoke inhalation, and she's really trying to get your attention. So maybe opening up the lines of communication with her, or, I mean, even coming to see me for a full channel, and I can totally get into that and see what's going on with her and why she's around you. Um, so just being aware of that, that it looks like more of a past life thing. Catherine wants to know how many of the Spaced Out Radio listeners around right now are actually chipped. Oh, interesting. Let's take a look here. Hmm, okay. Uh, so I am getting a very clear percentage, and the percentage is 38%. How many of them are Toronto Maple Leaf fans? <laughs> like 38% of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 38 of the 38%. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's actually been a quick two and a half hours. Where do yeah. we go this final half an hour? Where do we go? You did mention earlier that people can also channel their pets. What's the strangest, before we get into pets, what is the strangest channeling experience you've had or you've heard of? Oh, there's so many. Um, okay, 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 I've got one. I've got a really funny story here. Um, so I had a roommate, so I went to university. I studied uh political science and communications. And anyway, that's besides the point. I went to university and I had a roommate when I was in university and I was really starting to get into channeling. And so I would channel a spirit guide of hers that really, it looked like a blue half man, half horse. And it had this bow and arrow. And I forget what his name was, but, uh, but anyway, so he was always around and he represented the Sagittarius within her, right? So it's very, very Sagittarius, very like, yeah, all over the place. And, uh, and so I would be channeling for other people. And in the distance, I would see this half man, half horse in the distance looking at me, actually glaring at me. And he had his arms folded across his chest and he was very angry at me. And so I had to stop my meditation, stop my channeling and ask him, I said, okay, well, what's going on? Why are you in my energy? You know, my roommate's not around. Why are you bothering me? And, uh, and this, you know, half man, half horse, he told me, he said, well, I thought that you were quite mean to Hannah last night. And I think that you should apologize. And I said, what? Like Hannah's never told me that she thought that she was upset about last night or whatever. Right. 
And, uh, and so I said, look, like you have to leave me alone. Like you can't be my energy. And he wouldn't leave me alone until she confronted him and said, look, like you need to get out of her space. And if there's something that I need to know, let her know that. But other than that, you need to kind of leave her alone. And that gave me this huge breakthrough moment, this realization that, oh my goodness, spirit guides, interdimensional beings, they're no different than humans. They are, are connected to a dimension. They're connected to a body, whether it be etheric or physical, for a reason. They, just like humans, are also learning lessons in their plane or their dimension. So as much as it's great to receive information from interdimensional beings or spirit guides, you also have to understand that the information that they're giving us or they're giving me is, you know, still through their perception, still through them learning their lessons in their dimension as well. So that was just like one of the most interesting and funny channeling moments I've had is when a species, a being got mad at me for telling my roommate to put the dishes away or do the dishes, you know, the night before. Right. So, uh, so that was and I've got so many other stories, but that's probably one of the funniest. Question coming in from Dawn. She is asking, can you tell me, Elizabeth, what has been happening to my vibration levels lately? Okay, okay, okay. Yes, okay. Um, just one second, Dawn. Okay. Yeah, so um, just validated from your guides that you have been going through a major shift. And this is not just a message for you, Don, but really for everyone else listening. I mean, we are all empaths here. It's very clear that everyone listening has a very high vibrational frequency. You're, you've been attracted to this station for a reason. And, um, and what's happening is that all of these high vibrational people are being tested and challenged. And not even just high vibrational people, but everyone on this planet now and for the past six months, even six to eight months, we have all been tested and challenged with dun, 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 our old habit patterns, our old mindsets, our old egos, right? Who we have been without these spiritual realizations. And because we've been tested in that, um, we're really starting to change our vibration in understanding who we are now and what we want and what we want to create for the future. And that's really what's happening. So if you've been on this roller coaster ride of emotions, if you've been all over the place, if you've been losing your abilities or gaining your abilities, if your uh, sleeping patterns have been crazy, not to worry, you're not getting sick. Um, you are just simply transitioning your energy from third dimension to fifth dimension, from physical body to light body. Uh, so that's okay. This is just all symptoms of the awakening. So nothing to worry about, Don. Everett has a question for you. He says, earlier on, you answered a question and reference a white light being visible during meditation, but other colors of light have also been seen during people's meditations as well. Do the different light colors have any different meanings or significance? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that like, I kind of specialize in, in color and its meaning, um, partly because I am an artist and partly because all the information that I receive is visual. So I have quite a, an experience with color in general. Every single color has a different 
vibrational frequency. I can feel each vibration. And also every single color um, has a different lesson, message, or meaning behind it. I find that right now, a lot of the colors that we see or that we're accessing have a direct relationship to our chakra alignment. Um, so yellow is for confidence, empowerment, creativity. Um, uh, green is for connecting through the heart chakra, logic and understanding. So, um, so looking up the chakras and getting to know them quite well will help you on your spiritual journey. Catherine has a question here. She went to New York a couple of weeks ago and she was wondering if she got chipped before her trip. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. There was definitely some strange activity that was happening in around that time. And there was also some strange things that happened while you were at New York as well. And I'm not sure if you were aware of those things because they might have happened uh, in dream state or in sleep. Um, but yeah, they're not giving me too, too much detail on exactly what happened. I think it's because you are meant to unlock some things or discover some things, uh, on your own. And that's why they're kind of blocking me from some more detailed information regarding that. I think she was, but that's just me personally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, Catherine, we shall talk. Oh, we shall talk. <laughs> Let's get to pets for a few minutes because you are someone who believes that that pets are communicators as well. Is the energy different when you call in, say, a dog living or deceased, a cat living or deceased? Not that a cat would respond because they're jerks anyways. <laughs> you know, but how does it work for pets? Yeah, really interesting. So um, I believe that any and all living thing, living energy on this planet has and contains a consciousness. I've even past life regressed people into a lifetime where they were moss, believe it or not, moss on a rock on another planet. Um, so it's possible to be a consciousness and to be, say, a tree or a plant or an animal um, or a pet, you know. And so it's interesting when I talk to, say, pets, you know, with my mind and I telepathically, telepathically communicate with them, uh, I get very uh, animalistic like things. Like just the other day I was communicating with a cat and I didn't realize how cat like the communication was until I started communicating out loud. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, Ruby's saying that she really loves to be really close to you and she loves to like um, be close to your neck because it's really warm. Oh, yeah. And she loves to jump on things. And I didn't really realize that it was just it was so stereotypical cat until I started to really say it out loud. I'm like, wow, I'm just I'm literally talking to a cat. However, when I'm talking to animals and I'm talking to their souls and I'm taking a look at who they've been before and how they're connected to their owners, that's when I get a broader picture of 
really what their vibration and what their energy is all about. And I can get a more intellectual response as I would with, say, an interdimensional being or a spirit guide or, you know, um, a consciousness who has passed over. It's just it's very similar. There is no difference. However, when I'm just talking to the, the animal with the consciousness inside the body, I'm getting very, very stereotypical answers. Um, and then the, the most interesting animal or pet that I've ever read before was actually a snake. So I held the snake, I had it around me, and I was um, downloading some past lifetimes and how the snake was related to its owner and where they've been before, which was uh, pretty cool to, to take a look at the connections there as well. What kind of vibration are the animals on comparatively to, say, humans? I mean, it depends. There are a lot of... <laughs> it's funny. Okay. So I'm, uh, I've definitely noticed, and now once again, it's not cut and dry, but I've definitely noticed that there are younger souls in dogs and older souls in cats. Now, once again, not cut and dry. There's definitely young and so old souls in both. Um, but the vibration is quite light. Like there's a lot of, a lot of like light workers, light beings, and like even spirit guides for individuals coming through animals. And what they really wanted was, um, you know, I'm done with suffering. I'm done with being human. I'm done with being persecuted. I just need a life where I chill out, where I wag my tail, where I get fed and I just have cuddles all day. And that's kind of like the main response that I've gotten from these animal souls. Like, why are you an animal in this lifetime? And that's what I receive. Vibrationally, they're usually extremely high vibrational. I find that um, dogs tend to really give off a positive vibration. So they like spread love. And then I find that cats actually suck in a negative vibration. So they're like, uh, yeah, they like suck up all of the negativity and then dogs just outpour positivity. So, I mean, if you have a dog and a cat, it's kind of like this perfect balance of, of energy. Does it matter if the animal is wild compared to say a domesticated animal? Like, um, and let, let me rephrase that. Let, let me put it this way. Like, would a, a wild mountain lion have much different entity than, say, a one at a zoo or a, a, a minx cat that you have as a pet? Right, right. Um, no, absolutely not. There's, there isn't a different. It's just like every consciousness is choosing to experience a different um, physical existence. So, I mean, whether you are, you know, a wolf out in nature or you're a trained dog at home, uh, the consciousness levels do not differ. You know, you could be placed into one or the other. The only thing that really differs is the amount of um, connection to spirit or not spirit, but uh, source energy. Because when you are out in the wild, as say like a wild wolf, you are trying to maintain your survival, which means food, water, shelter, right? And having a family and all of that. So there's not a whole lot of room for growth or for spiritual attainment or consciousness, right? But in a dog that's, say, at home and all they're doing is just getting fed all of this stuff and they don't really have to survive, there's a lot of free time to do a lot more than just survive, and that's actually what you can apply to the human race as well. The Western world, we're evolving our consciousness exponentially where there's a lot of third world countries out there who are really deprived of a full, um, you know, an attainable consciousness because their entire existence is surrounded 
um, by surviving and getting food, water and shelter and, you know, taking care of their families. And they don't have the time or the extra energy to put into, say, spiritual or cosmic or conscious pursuits. I thought they would be much different, to be honest with you. I, I, th I really did. But I guess the spirit is the spirit, right? Yeah, it is. It really is. The consciousness is the consciousness, and that's it. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this then. A lot of people have animal spirit guides or animal totems. First Nations are very, very yeah. big on this type of history of spirituality. Where do spirit animals come into play then? So spirit animals are very, um, like, earthbound, right, of course, because they're animals coming from this planet, this earth. So spirit animals are very grounding, very earthbound, and they are meant to connect you to Mother Gaia, Mother Earth on this planet. And usually spirit animals come through from past lifetimes where you've had an experience as either being that animal and that resonates with your soul, or you've been a human and you've had an experience with that animal, and once again, that resonates with you, your soul, and you carry on that energy. It's almost like your spirit animal is a mere reflection or representation of who you are, um, which is very interesting. And and everyone, no matter if you are indigenous, you know, or believe in certain things or not, everyone has their own spirit animal. What's yours? Hmm. Um, mine in particular, I've got a couple. I mean, I think everyone does, but mine would be a jaguar. Nice. Yes, yes. Nice. They're like the pit bull of the wild. <laughs> yeah, and they're very, like, um, resourceful and very intelligent and very meticulous, you know, but also very strong and, uh, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. I got a question from Carrie, and Carrie is asking, and I do have to say this, Carrie is our graphic designer of Spaced Out Radio, oh, and cool. she she actually just designed uh, an amazing, amazing poster that we are going to take around with us for Paracons and everything that we're going to be speaking at. So thank you, Carrie, for that. I will say that publicly. <laughs> and Carrie asks... If she was going to ask if disrupted sleep pat or she was going to ask about mm -hmm. disrupted sleep patterns, restless sleep is a symptom of a higher change in oneself. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's, I think that was a question in there. Um, so absolutely weird and abnormal sleep patterns is absolutely 110% a symptom and a progression of the awakening. Um, it is through sleep and REM sleep where we actually shut off our egos for a little bit and we're actually able to receive and download information and higher vibrational frequencies, which is changing our physical bodies into a more light body. And, um, and so waking up. So actually, I want to just explain this really quickly. It's like thinking about a computer and your computer is downloading new software, right? And you know how sometimes the fan on the computer really goes and the computer really heats up, right? It's exactly like our human selves. We're downloading information in our sleep and our bodies, our energy, sometimes is too much to take. So we end up waking ourselves up to give the computer, to give ourselves, our bodies a rest 
from downloading or receiving that information, right? So we wake up, you know, 10, 15 minutes, maybe even half an hour, 45 minutes, we go back to sleep um, and we sleep it out. The other thing is um, waking up. So between 3 and 5 a.m. is a very clear symptom. And the other thing is waking up in a hot sweat. So, I mean, you're not going through menopause. You're not getting sick. Once again, this is just a symptom of the awakening of sweating. Um, also having very vivid or very scary dreams is also another symptom of um, the awakening and the progression in that way. So it's all momentary. It's all impermanent. It's not going to last forever. Just take it really easy if you are going through any of these symptoms. Would you recommend channeling to anybody, even though you say everybody channels on a daily basis, but most of us don't know, but would you recommend people who've never done it before just opening up that spiritual door? Uh, yes, absolutely. For every single person, I would recommend channeling, but I also want to recommend like doing your research, and not everyone can just you know, get away with not doing any research and, and totally just going on a whim. Um, you you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself, okay? And not out of, out of fear-based, but just out of the fact that, once again, the brighter the light you shine, the darker the shadow you cast. So just be aware of the fact that you're going to be naturally attracting um, different frequencies when you start opening yourself up. And the number one thing with channeling is that it's not about doing anything that you're not already doing. It's about quieting your mind and listening to your intuition. Everyone has an intuition. The more you work with intuition rather than logic, the more you will be able to access and channel information from other realms. I'm surprised that you would recommend everybody to do this. Because when I look at a lot of people, I would say, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this for you. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's maturity, maybe it's age, maybe it's someone who doesn't believe in anything, very agnostic or five senses type person. You know, okay. And I, so and I wanna I, put I, is there I, a caveat on that? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. I want to put it this way: it everyone can try and channel. But if it's not working and it's not happening, then it's not meant to happen. But if, it, if you try and it works and it happens, then it's meant to happen in your life. So just because I'm saying everyone should try channeling doesn't mean everyone's going to be channeling, if that makes sense. Once again, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. But if not, it's, you know, it's not the right path for you at this time, at this moment. But even the fact that a person, an individual, would put the motivation, the time, the energy behind channeling means that it's most likely the right path for them. And I would say keep up the good work. Everyone else who it's not meant for, it's in this lifetime anyway, is not even going to step near it. It's not even going to open their minds to it. But at the same time, I understand that deep down within each and every human on this planet at this time is a is an older soul, is an inter, interdimensional being. And we all need to start waking up to the fact that we're more powerful than who we think we are. And I think everyone should start questioning their reality and start knowing that they have the capacity to channel. Brand new listener here, Digital Rogue on the Spreaker chat room. Thank you so much for tuning us in. They're asking, this awakening put in quotation marks mm -hmm. is a passive activity is it going to happen regardless? 
Okay, well, first of all, I just have to say it's not a passive activity. It's something that is always happening and consciously co-creating our new realities in every single moment. So I would have to say that I don't believe anyway from my channeling that it's passive at all. And then, um, and then the other part of that, what was the second part of that? Is it going to happen regardless? Okay, yes, perfect. So um, it is, it's already happening regardless, whether you believe in it or not, whether you, your ego wants to refute it or not, it is happening. Um, it is happening with us. And the more and more people who start questioning things and waking up to the possibilities, the more this awakening is going to really ramp up and we're going to be exponentially growing and expanding our consciousness, which is going to have a very huge and diverse effects on this society and population as a whole. And a lot of that is freedom and liberation, channeling and experiencing um, this other side and this awakening is literally opening up, opening us up to, um, to limitless and infinite possibilities. So regardless if you believe in it or want to believe in it, it's happening, we're on track for it. And the next five years is going to be drastically different than the last five years. We got time for about one more question here. We got about four and a half minutes left, and I think this is a good one for Dawn in the chat room. She says that she has vivid dreams of her waking up to people in her room. She's awake, mm -hmm. but not if that makes any sense. Can yeah. you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you were to really take a look at those people, I wouldn't be surprised that, I mean, it depends. I mean, it could be all people, but it could also be other interdimensional beings. Um, you were, you woke up in astral plane, which means that if you look down, most likely you would see your body and you were floating above your body. So you woke up, but you weren't awake. You saw them, but you didn't really see them. Um, it's because you were seeing them in astral plane. And this is how I see and have most of my experiences. Once again, my eyes are closed, but my eye is open. And a lot of people will start having these experiences in order to unlock astral projection, you must first and foremost unlock lucid dreaming. If you want to know how to astral project, how to lucid dream, how to connect, once again, I put out free information, five-minute-long YouTube videos on pretty much how to do any and all of that, along with a lot of interdimensional concepts. Um, so, yeah, so once again, you were in the astral plane. That's where you had those experiences. And um, keep up the good work because that's just the first step in channeling and awakening to your potential. we got about two and a half minutes left with you tonight. And, man, have we touched a lot of subjects. <laughs> I, ha I have to tell you, I've had about 15, 20 listeners already message me asking when you're coming back on. <laughs> that, that's, that's amazing. A, that, that's a good sign. Yeah, great that's sign. That's a good sign. Yeah. You, know, you know, and so we'll, we'll talk about that off the air in a couple of minutes. But yeah. what's your favorite part of doing what you do? Is it dealing with the public, dealing with everyday stories, or just that every day is different and you're learning something new? Um, you know what, to be honest, it's a little bit of all of that. Um, 
I love to, once again, diversify my information. Every client that I have is different. They've, they're tackling different issues in life. They come from different species. They have different past lifetimes, and it's all very um, riveting for me. But I think the best part about my quote-unquote job, because I don't really feel like it's a job, is talking about like aliens, talking about interdimensionals, talking about extraterrestrials, coming on air to a radio station like this, where people are actually looking for this information. You know, it's great to take these clients through love life and job and career and success and future and all that great stuff. But what I really want to talk about is the awakening, is this humanity, is answering your questions about what the hell is going on with this planet and this universe. Um, and that's the best and most exciting part for me uh, in this job is, is what I'm doing right here, right now. And this is what you do full time. Yeah, I, this is what I do full time. Like I have, I have um, clients from all over the world. You know, this week alone, I had clients from New York, New York, Germany, New Zealand, um, just everywhere based on these YouTube videos and the fact that people, no matter what language, no matter what culture, they resonate with universal truth, um, which is so beautiful. Once again, take about a minute or so here to tell everybody where they can find information about you, your YouTube channel, and... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, I'm across pretty much all social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, I do a weekly Q&A, so question and answer pretty much like this every Monday, uh, live on Facebook, at 5.55 Eastern Standard Time. Um, so definitely check that out. I also just released my very own app. Um, so just check it out. If you have an Android phone, you have an Apple phone, you can find it on the App Store or on the Google Play Store. And it's just Elizabeth April. And you can book. There's a loyalty card. There's a whole bunch of discounts. Great stuff going on there. Um, and then, of course, check out my website and my YouTube channel. Once again, just Elizabeth April, April like the month. Um, and then you can keep updated on everything that the universe has to offer. Wonderful. Elizabeth April, thank you so much for being on Space Out Radio. I'm going to get you to hold on for a couple of minutes because i got to wrap this thing up. If you're listening in on the terrestrial radio side on WQEE 99 Rock the Key and the United Public Radio Network live on 107.7 FM, in New Orleans and over 160 countries around the world, you are hearing Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal playing in the background. Little Brother is watching. Mr. Bumblefoot brings us in and takes us home every single night as the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Tomorrow night on the program, Joe Montaldo from the United Public Radio Network, UFOlogist. We're talking aliens, UFOs, disclosure. We're getting heavy tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Pacific. Midnight Eastern Time at SpacedOutRadio.com. We want to thank everyone who participated in tonight's chat rooms. You guys were awesome. Twitter, you were banging it out as well. Thank you so much for your participation. Do me a favor, my friends. Spread the word because we're going to be back here in exactly 21 hours from now. I'm in the hot seat for one more day before giving away the cabin to Uncle Jimbo James Tyson and Elizabeth Anglin on Spaced Out Weekend, Saturday and Sunday night, do us a favor. Help spread the word. Let's own the night together. 
Let's have a good one. Mr. Bumblefoot, take us home.